This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Celebrating 50 years of NASCAR racing, we are the Motor Racing Network. Tonight, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series is at the Richmond International Raceway for the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. The series' first visit this season to the Virginia three-quarter mile back in June produced some big headlines and heated tempers. Outside this time in turn number one goes Jeff Gordon down to the inside. Rusty Wallace, advantage Gordon. All trouble, Gordon spins. Wallace makes contact. Jeff Gordon hits the wall hard. NASCAR is going to stop the field here in the front straightaway. The red flag comes out and they will clean up that racetrack over there and this race will conclude under green flag conditions. Jared now gets up out of the group. Terry Labonte goes out front. All of the main players in the June drama, Gordon and Wallace, Jared and Labonte are back and ready for another showdown at sundown in the 25th race of the season. From Richmond, it's the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. Next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. The lights are on and a sellout crowd of over 100,000 ready for what should be a very exciting race as the NASCAR Winston Sub Cup Series competes at Richmond International Raceway for the 76th time. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall. The sparks did fly in June here, Barn. There was a pretty interesting and exciting moments and no doubt we'll see more of the same tonight. And probably from the same uh, people that we saw it from there, plus a couple more. There's a lot at stake here for some of the guys in the championship chase, Alan. Uh, they can't afford to let Jeff Gordon get much further ahead because they're going to be closed out if they do, unless he should have some drastic problems himself and a couple of DNFs, which the odds are that they're not going to. They're that good. But on a short track of this size, and then Martinsville, which will be coming up in a couple of weeks, anything can and usually does happen. Uh, didn't see that moon last night that we're looking at. We did see a lot of torn up race cars and a lot of guys really doing a lot of banging and thrashing around here last night in the bush race. I got a feeling we'll see the same thing tonight, and they've got, what, double the time to do it, 400 yeah. laps. If you weren't with us last night for the NASCAR Bush Series, we tore up a lot of equipment. We were looking for a full moon is what we were looking for. We did not see one last night. Don't expect one again tonight, but we certainly can very well have a full moon kind of race when the lights go on here at Richmond. This racetrack ideally sized and shaped for good competition. Plenty of side-by-side -side racing tonight, and if you put the pressure of that point race on top of it, you got the makings for a great evening. Back at Richmond International Raceway with our pre-race coverage before the green flag in tonight's Exide 400. Let's go trackside and hear from some of the drivers now before they climb aboard their machines. We'll start with the man on the Bud Pole, Rusty Wallace, the fastest in qualifying last evening, his fourth Bud Pole award of this season. Rusty's got six wins here at Richmond. He's finished first, fifth, and third in the last three races here. But it has been a long time since Rusty has been to Victory Lane. 53 races. It was March of 1997 at this very track, the last time Rusty Wallace won a Winston Cup event. Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee, is with Rusty Wallace now. Walking alongside Rusty Wallace. Rusty, 125.377 to Bud Pole, your fourth of the year. But you've got more important things on your mind, like a race win. Yeah, I've, I'd gladly change, uh, trade three of those poles in for three victories. No doubt about that. 
we got a good car here tonight, though, Jim, and uh, I feel real strong about getting that first victory in a long time here tonight. It's a, it's a car I call Ronnie, one of my favorite cars, and uh, it, it seems like I run the thing on a lot of short tracks, and it does good, but every time I take it to Richmond, it seems like it does better. So we're in good shape. The key to a victory tonight for you. What's got to happen to this car to make it run the 400 laps and put you in victory lane? Well, the key to the race tonight is handling. Handling is always the most important thing. Track position is very important here at Richmond. That's the reason I'm glad I'm up front. Glad we got a good pit selection. So it's going to be handling and fast pit stops. Rusty Wallace, the Bud Polwetter, fourth time this year, 125.377 miles per hour. And no doubt Rusty will be making some of the sparks fly that we talked about before the evening is over. Kenny Schrader will start outside the front row tonight. Kenny seems to always qualify good here at Richmond, but only twice in the last 10 years has he been able to finish in the top five. Kenny's year, for the most part, has been decent, but not spectacular. He's 10th in points with eight top 10 finishes. He needs a win. How good can they run tonight, and can he win? Winston Kelly is with him. Well, by virtue of qualifying on the outside of the front row, Barney, he'll ride shotgun, and he'll take home a brand-new Remington shotgun from America's oldest gun makers. But what he has his sights set on is that victory lane. You are fourth here in June. Is it the same car and same setup? Uh, real close, same setup. I mean, Almost identical. Different car. Uh, good little race car, though. And Skull Chevrolet's been good when we unloaded. Haven't made many changes, so we're looking to improve from, from June. Uh, always a lot of long runs here, but the propensity at the end of the race to have some short runs. Did you set it up for long runs, short runs, or, or either one? Uh, we'd make that most of that changing with tires when we come in the pits. Ask Ken Schrader. He'll roll the Skull Chevrolet off second this afternoon. Fifth, second, fifth, and second. That is Jeff Burton's record in the last four races on the NASCAR Winston Cup Tour. Here at Richmond, he's been seventh or better in four of the last five races. Burton is lined up third on the grid tonight, seeking his second win of the 98 season. Marty Snyder of Charlotte, North Carolina is with him. Well, we're hoping to be with him, Alan. How about that? Jeff Burton uh, getting away from us here in the crowd amongst the people here at Richmond. Jeff Burton qualified third tonight. Hopefully we'll get a word from him in a moment. Right now, uh, down trackside, the drivers making their way to their cars. So we'll take a break, come back, here from Jeff Burton and some of the other front runners in the race in just a moment. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back at the Richmond International Raceway, the crowd filing to their seats, and a huge crowd it is here, gathered around this three-quarter mile stadium for auto racing. The lights are on, the sun's setting over the western sky, and in just a few minutes, they'll get the command to fire engines and get tonight's Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 underway. This broadcast brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Richmond International Raceway to MRN Radio, solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and account of this race without the expressed written consent of MRN Radio 
is prohibited. Well, we've got a lot of guys, Alan, that are uh, still looking at that first win in 1998. A lot of pressure on them with the season winding down. Rusty Wallace, of course, we talked about 53 races since Rusty's been to victory lane. Schrader could use a victory. Ernie Irvin, Sterling Marlin hasn't won this year. Neither has Ward Burton, Ricky Rudd, Kyle Petty, Jeff Bodine, all potential winners. And every time they go out there and another race goes by without getting to victory lane, the pressure gets a little bit bigger. It is uh, winding down. This season is very rapidly. Nine races to go, including tonight's event, and the chances for victory for some drivers. You know, some teams just have a better chance for victory on a short track. Only a couple of them left here. This race tonight in Martinsville in a couple of weeks, and their chances to win, particularly for some of those teams winding down, feeling that pressure tonight. Let's go back down trackside right now to Marty Snyder. Jeff Burton carries the momentum of four straight top five finishes here to Richmond and starts third at a track that's been very good to you, but you've never been to victory lane. Can tonight be the night, Jeff? Well, we hope so. The XI4 was really good in practice this uh, afternoon, but uh, as we saw last night, the racetrack changes a great deal, and hopefully we've made the, the right adjustments. Uh, last night was pretty confusing, so I uh, hope we're not equally confused tonight. He refers to last night. They started 22nd, finished second in the NASCAR Bush Series race. The health no longer a question for Jeff Burton. He feels fine. They expect a good run tonight. He'll start third. Jeff Gordon will start fifth in tonight's race. He's won six of the last seven events on the Winston Cup Tour, leads the championship standings by 199 points over Mark Martin. Has nine top tens and 11 career starts here at Richmond. Obviously a good track for him, but the June race was not. He and Rusty Wallace tangling racing for the lead. Gordon finished 37th. His thoughts tonight with nine races to go in the season. Let's go down to Jim Phillips. We're just talking about that season. He's already won 10 races. Richmond's been a good track for you. Last time it wasn't great. 37th place finish. You and Rusty Wallace tangled. But how's the car tonight and seeking at 11th win? It's so hard to tell here because you practice during the day and you race at night and everything changes, you know. So uh, I'm sure we're going to be uh, battling with it all night long and just try to, you know, be in the same position as we were the last time here. We had a good shot at winning this race. But, we, well, more importantly, we had a good top five car, and uh, that's what we need to do here tonight. You seem to hang around the top five, not push the button until you have to. Is that uh, just the way Jeff Gordon's been doing it this year and it's been paying off a new strategy for you? It's just the only one, only one we got, you know. I mean, the car just hasn't been, uh, you know, as fast as we'd like it to be on some of the longer runs. You know, earlier in the race, it just seems like, uh, you know, we keep working on it and it keeps getting better and better as the day goes on. And, of course, you know, Ray Everham and those Rainbow Warriors, when they put two or four tires on this thing, uh, I tried to take it to the front, and lately it's been working. It really has. You go all the way back to David Pearson, Darrell Waltrip, a lot of guys. They wait till the end to put the best foot forward, and that's the way Jeff Gordon's been doing of late. Dale Jarrett will start from seventh position tonight. Richmond's been a good track for Dale over the years. He had one get away from him when we were here in June due to some unusual circumstances toward the end of the race that we talked about a moment ago. He did win this race last September. Dale seems to have a good feel for this racetrack, and he certainly has the patience it takes to win at a place like Richmond. Winston Kelly is with him. And final last-minute preparations as Dale's getting buckled in, getting the uh, radio all hooked up. Dale, got to ask you first, do you feel like this place owes you one after June? I don't know that you can say that about anything, but uh, certainly we thought we had a race one there, but just didn't work out for us. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can have some long green flags tonight. I think we've got a good car in long runs. If it comes down to that type of situation again, uh, we're probably not the best car for a 10 or 15 lap sprint. Had a first last year, a second earlier this year. Is the setup pretty much still the same or has the track changed very much? Uh, track hasn't changed much. We hope it hadn't anyway because our setup hasn't changed very little. Uh, it's gotten a little bit slicker because they didn't reseal it this time, but uh, I think we've made the right adjustments for that, and uh, hopefully we can be pretty good tonight. 
want to say hello to James Luter back in Charlotte who's in the hospital, uh, an employee at Robert Yates Race for many, many years and somebody that everybody in the sport knows. And uh, James, we're thinking about you. Get well soon. Yeah, James, a very special man. He's the machinist of the year for 10 years here on the NASCAR Winston Cup Tour. Dale Jarrett, very optimistic about his chances tonight. He rolls off seventh. Terry Labonte was the one who edged Dale Jarrett for the win back in the June race here. Terry, unfortunately, since that victory, has had only one top 10 finish in the 11 races from that point to now. And he's got his work cut out for him tonight, starting back in 35th position. Let's see if he thinks he can get up the front and knock wheels with him for the victory. Marty Snyder's with Terry now. And he's got the same car he won with here in June. He's hoping that'll carry him to victory lane again. Terry, it's been a struggle since you won here in June, but have you been good enough this weekend to make it two straight here at Richmond? Well, I don't know. We've uh, we've been pretty decent, uh, but uh, we haven't really been quite as good as we need to be and, uh, you know, didn't qualify that well. So we got our work cut out for us, that's for sure. Long way to go from 35th, but we talked earlier in the week and you said yeah, it's a tough deal here because you practice during the day and you think your car is probably better at night. Is that still the case? Well, I think, uh, you know, we weren't bad uh, during the day today and I, you know, so I don't know. I hope it's better tonight than it was in the daytime. A lot of patience for Terry. If there's one thing playing in his favor, he started 24th here and won a race here at Richmond, so this is nothing new to Terry Labonte. He's come from deep in the pack to win here at Richmond. He'll start 35th tonight. That's Terry Labonte. One thing Terry's got to worry about, not having someone like Rusty Wallace get out front and lap him in the early going. Terry's going to have to hustle that car right from the drop of the green flag. time means yard work and lots of it. So when it's time to replace the battery in your riding lawnmower or tractor, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. The professional parts people will help you find just the right superstar lawn and garden battery to make sure your mower starts over and over again. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, oh, O'Reilly oh, Auto Parts M RN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Tonight, the Exide NASCAR Select Batteries 400. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the best in brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Sears Die Hard, America's most trusted battery, sponsoring the Die Hard race fan. By 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By the legendary Firebird Trans Am from Pontiac. By True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR and garages everywhere. By First Union Corporation. Find them on the internet at www.firstunion.com. By First Brands, the makers of STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner. And by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport. Drink it up. The field of starters in tonight's Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 rolling from the pit lane onto the Richmond International Raceway. Three page laps from the start of tonight's NASCAR Winston Cup Series event. Motor Racing Network glad to be here to bring you live coverage. Take a look at the starting lineup for the race. Four drivers unable to qualify for the event. They were Buckshaw Jones, Gary Bradbury, Ken Bouchard, and Rich Bickle. 43rd will be Darrell Waltrip starting 42nd, Jeff Bodine. 41st, Dick Trickle. Steve Park will go from 40th position, 39th 
29th is Joe Nemechek. Kevin LePage starts 38th. 37th position, Jeremy Mayfield. 36th will be Kenny Irwin. Terry Labonte starts 35th. 34th starter, Dale Earnhardt. 33rd, Brett Bonine. 32nd will be Johnny Benson. Michael Waltrip starts 31st. Ernie Irvin will go from 30th spot with Dennis Sensor in 29th. 28th will be Jeff Green. Rick Mast will start 27th. 26th to Mike Skinner. With Ricky Rudd rolling 25th, Steve Grissom will start 24th. Chad Little 23rd. 22nd will be Dave Marcus. And 21st will be Bill Elliott. And just about in the middle of the field in 20th spot will be Rob Robert Presley, Jerry Nadeau starts 19th. 18th starter will be Todd Bodine. Ted Musgrave will be 17th. Starting 16th is Jimmy Spencer. Ward Burton will be the 16th starter. Make that the 15th. Starting 14th is Wally Dollenback. Kenny Wallace starts 13th. Mark Martin goes from 12th position. And 11th is Kyle Petty. Bobby Labonte starts 10th tonight with John Andretti. 9th, great qualifying run for Derek Cope, who starts in the 8th position. Dale Jarrett will roll from 7th. 6th starter Bobby Hamilton with Jeff Gordon going from 5th position. Sterling Marlin will start in number four, uh, the number four position, with Jeff Burton starting third tonight. The front row outside Ken Schrader in his Chevrolet and the Bud Pole winner Rusty Wallace in the Miller Lite Ford. Rusty trying for fifteen thousand two hundred extra dollars. That's the seventy-six challenge available to him to him if uh, he can win this four hundred lap event. One of the great things about night racing. The pace laps when the flashbulbs just explode from the grandstand at dusk. Really a spectacular sight to see. And now as the field comes to the stripe, they get the signal and one more lap will go racing. One more lap and they will cut them loose here at Richmond under the lights. Really enjoy coming to this racetrack. It is three quarters of a mile around it, as we told you. A moment ago and uh, just some really good hard nose racing at this particular speedway. As they work down in one and two, let's uh, take a swing around it. Meet the other member of our broadcast team who will be covering the action over in three and four from Hampton, Virginia, Joe Moore. Thanks, Barney. Good evening, everyone. It's another beautiful night here in Virginia. I'm located at the end of the back straightaway watching these cars as they make their way now through turns one and two. 14 degrees of banking there. The groove goes about midway up the racetrack but comes right up against the outside retaining wall. Once the cars exit turn two and hit the back straightaway, that's where the scramble begins. We'll probably see plenty of action here tonight like we did last night during the NASCAR Bush Series race. It's usually a drag race down the back straightaway before they squeeze their way back into turn three. I'll be covering all the action on the back straightaway here this evening. Gave another pace lap to get the field in a proper formation, so we'll be one more time around before the green flag in tonight's race. Couple of updates. Jimmy Spencer crashed in the final practice session this afternoon, literally the final moment of the final practice. The uh, Team Winston group had to pull out a backup car. He has dropped to the end of the field from the 16th starting spot he had qualified in on Friday. Also, Dennis Setzer was involved in a crash during this morning's practice session, late this morning, about noontime. He has gone toward the back of the field as well in a backup machine for the first plus group. So those two drivers have taken up their spots for the start now, and we're about uh, two-thirds of a lap away from the green flag. Spencer starting at the tail end of the field. He did the same thing last night in the Bush race. It didn't take him too long to work his way to the front of the field and get up there and challenge for the lead in a great portion of that race. Let's see what he can do here tonight as they're about a half a lap away from going green. Those flash bubs that Alan talked about still popping all around the speedway as they take pictures of the field getting ready to go green. 400 circuits around the Richmond International National Raceway, and we're going to see a good one. Pace car takes him over to turn number three on the front row. Rusty Wallace, Ken Schrader, back in row two. Jeff Burton and Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon and Bobby Hamilton sit in row three. Dale Jarrett and Derek Cope, John Andretti and Bobby Labonte make up your top ten. Pace car behind the pit wall. They are down to the line. Green flag goes in the air, and we are underway. Racing to turn number one. Rusty Wallace gets a good start. We'll pull out single file as they get to the corner. Scramble's going to be for second place as they go off turn two. Ken Schrader, Schrader left a little bit high in turn number two. 
two. It opened the inside for Jeff Burton to challenge him there while Rusty Wallace drives away. So they're racing from second on back. Schrader and Burton side by side. Sterling Marlin sits behind them. Burton down low. Schrader up top as they come off four for the first time. Schrader by a half a length at the line as Rusty Wallace has about a seven car length lead. Still door to door. Burton and Schrader back to one. Burton hugs the inside line coming back into the corner again while Ken Schrader rides the high line off turn number two. They're side by side while further back John Andretti makes a bid for the spot. He dives underneath Dale Jarrett and gains a spot there. One of the most critical parts of any race on a short track is those first 10 or 15 laps. Kind of let the field sort out. Don't get too impatient in the early going. They're back in turn one and Rusty Wallace continues to lead by six or seven car lengths. That scramble for second it's about as good as it gets. Jeff Burton gets the advantage in that scramble this time though coming up off the corner a little bit faster than does Ken Schrader but Schrader pulls him but again in turn three. Schrader still hanging tough up on the high side of the racetrack as they come off the corner. Schrader by half a nose as they come to the stripe. Still Burton tucked up to his inside and Sterling Marlin lying in wait to see which lane opens up. Side by side for the second spot as Rusty Wallace drives away and problems for Ricky Rudd. He slows and is dropped to the rear of the field. For second again it's Schrader and Jeff Burton. They're side by side in turn three. And they're about to put four laps on the speedway. Rusty leads that scramble for second. Has Schrader on the outside. Burton down on the inside. Back in fourth place right now is Sterling Marlin. Still hanging on to fifth is Jeff Gordon. He's just taking everything in. Kind of waiting for that battle for second place to sort itself out. They're off turn two. Figure it's got to sort itself out eventually, but no, continually side by side. Chevrolet on the outside of Ford. Burton trying to squeeze to the inside, but Schrader hanging in top of the outside lane. Now they touch ever so slightly coming off turn four as Burton continues to press down the bottom and Schrader continues to hang tough on the outside. Back to one this time. Schrader noses out in front. Schrader uses the high side, finally pulls out in front of Jeff Burton, and Burton immediately sees another challenge. Here's Jeff Gordon driving out of the inside of the racetrack. Gordon gets by Sterling Marlin. Now he wants a piece of that second place battle. Well, I don't know if he does or not. As long as they're running single file, Joe, he was content to get up there and maybe make a charge. If they continue to ride door to door, he's using a little patience, waiting to see if something happens there. They're off two one more time. That battle for second is going to shape up once again. Here's Jeff Burton looking down on the inside. He'll try to make a challenge at Ken Schrader, but Schrader beats him to turn number three, and Schrader hangs on a second for now. Ricky Rudd has come to pit road very slowly. Let's get an update on what's wrong with the Tide Machine. Well, there's something wrong with the brakes. Bill Eagle thinks that maybe the master cylinder on the Tide Ford is going to bring it behind the wall. The crew's going to have to get out there and help him stop it. He's going to bring it behind the wall, and they're going to work on it. Bad break for Ricky Rudd, who just seven laps into the event goes back behind the wall in this Exide 400. Here comes the leader, Rusty Wallace, to the stripe. He's got about 10, 12 car lengths on Ken Schrader. They're single file now, second, third, and fourth. Schrader, Jeff Burton, and Jeff Gordon. Challenge for the fifth position now as John Andretti goes after Sterling Marlin off turn number two. Andretti's got it planted well on the inside of the racetrack, but Marlin a little bit stronger at the end of the back straightaway. They're dead even going into turn three. I'm surprised some of those cars running so well in that outside groove. We watched Schrader stay up there door to door in the high line. Usually that groove doesn't come in until they get a lot of rubber in the racetrack although they had a race here last night and we've practiced uh, most of the afternoon. You still don't see them racing this hard door to door through the corners outside, Joe, but the cars are working in both grooves. Certainly are at both ends of the racetrack as well. Second place battle not over. Here comes Burton again trying to chase down Ken Schrader. Peaks underneath Schrader off turn four. Has to slide up in line behind him. Let's drop back now. Contact between John Andretti and Sterling Marlin as they race for that position has left something dangling from the back of the STP car as he leaves two. But it's made him, uh, helped him that is, to move up to the fifth position. Took that away from Sterling Marlin last time by. And yeah, a piece of sheet metal hangs off the back of the STP Pontiac, but it's not slow. 
slowing him down. John Andretti just for the moment rides single file, still taking a look at that battle for second place down in turn number one. This time Burton goes all the way down to the inside, may grab the spot away off turn two. Burton finally is going to get the spot from Ken Schrader using the inside line. He pulls up in front to take the second spot. Schrader falls back in line in third. Jeff Gordon, the fourth place man now. Behind Gordon by about five car lengths is John Andretti in fifth. He's got three or four car lengths to Bobby Hamilton in sixth. There are seven cars grouped tightly together there. Hamilton, Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin, and others. That's the front ten as they come back off uh, turn number two and hit this back straightaway. All the while, Rusty Wallace continues to pull away from now the second place man, Jeff Burton. And Rusty has just put 13 laps on the scoreboard here at Richmond. Back at Richmond, John Andretti continues unencumbered by his problem, but the caution waves for the first time in the race. Rick Mast's car just went up in a huge plume of smoke when he came down the front stretch last time by. Now he's got more problems on the back straightaway, Joe. Looks like a little bright under that car. Yeah, flames are blowing from underneath the car of Rick Mast as he comes down the back straightaway. Smoke has filled up the cockpit. I doubt if he can barely see where he's going, but he is slowing down to the inside apron of the racetrack, trying to make it around the pit road. And it's going to be an early evening, it looks like for Rick Mast. He will get the car onto pit road. That smoke continues to trail. Don't see the flames coming out right now. I think they've gone out, but it went up in a big plume of smoke and flame as it went off into turn number one, and we're under caution for the first time. Caution comes out at lap 16. Barney Rick Mast was the first driver out of the June race here with an engine failure. He got 113 laps out of that one, only 17 now. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking <laughs> order. She goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade, uh, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. That was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. Back at Richmond, International Raceway, first caution of the race. Rick Mast with a problem coming down the front stretch, putting some oil and liquid down on the speedway. He's taken the Remington car behind the wall. Let's go there now to Marty Snyder. Well, we're going to go get Rick Mast in a minute. We're covering pit stops right now. Brett Bodine was in. He took a four-tire stop. Two tires from Michael Waltrip, and we're going to go get a word with Rick Mast in just a second. Winston Kelly. Well, Derek Coates on pit road. They think they've got a spark plug wire loose. He just pulls away in the gum out Pontiac. It still sounds just a bit sour, not running on all eight cylinders. They put, pulled the heat shields off. They checked for the, the uh, spark plug wire to be off. Wanted to make sure they didn't lose the lap, so they'll bring him back in the next time around. Dennis Setzer also on pit road in the first plus forward. Yeah, tough break for Derek. He had qualified eighth and started up there and then fell all the way back to the tail end of the field, but he's still got plenty of time to make it back up. Watching the John Andretti car, we mentioned there was something dangling behind the machine. We've come to deduce that it might be the grill wire mesh from Sterling Marlin's car. Contact between the nose of Sterling's machine and the back deck of Andretti's car has ripped the wire mesh that they use to cover the grill openings away from Marlin's car, and it's kind of stuck on the back end of Andretti's machine, and they're trying to see if that might uh, just fall off by itself or maybe they can get another team to help them knock it off under the caution flag but right now the NASCAR officials have looked at it and said it doesn't look like it's uh, a problem so they're going to allow John Andretti to stay on the racetrack and uh, be just fine as uh, he continues on 
in the fifth position. While we're under the caution flag, Art Hawkins, the president, chief executive officer, and chairman of the Exide Corporation has stepped into the booth. Of course, it's the Exide NASCAR Select Batteries 400. Mr. Hawkins, your company has really, over the last several years, become a major sponsor in NASCAR racing. How come? Well, we've, uh, we've taken a look at the marketplace, and obviously we see NASCAR as the fastest growing spectator sport in America. The NASCAR fans are the uh, most loyal fans that we have in any other sport in America. And the product that we manufacture is obviously best suited to, uh, to be purchased by our NASCAR fans. You had a press conference earlier today where you announced some contest winners, and I'll come back to that in a second. You threw out some sales numbers on the Exide NASCAR Select Battery that just kind of blew me away. Is it fair to say the product succeeded a little beyond your expectations? The product has been absolutely spectacular. We have uh, five of the top ten re retailers in America already stocking the product. Uh, <clears throat> at Firestone, for example, it's over 55% of their mix. Two years ago, we had uh, zero sales. Today, we're averaging over $50 million a year, so it's been a huge, huge success. Wow, that's phenomenal. Earlier today, Exide culminated a promotion where they gave a couple of NASCAR fans a MasterCard, an MBNA MasterCard, with $50,000 in credit on it. Great response to the promotion, and uh, some happy winners on hand here this weekend, too. It was uh, truly a promotion between uh, NASCAR, of course, as the lead, and MBNA and, and Exide, and... Uh, we had the unique experience of having uh, an individual purchase uh, the product. They also bought a jacket, $150 NASCAR Select jacket at the uh, value of $500. He paid $150 for it. And then in the drawing, he happened to win $50,000. So they're ecstatic, and uh, we're ecstatic for them. Not bad for a battery purchase. Art, right, thanks for your support of NASCAR Racing. This event tonight, NASCAR in general, Jeff Burton's team, and we appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Well, we love you guys, and you guys keep doing the great job you're doing. We really do support you. Thank you. Thank you, Art. Art Hawkins, President, Chief Executive Officer, and Chairman of the Exide Corporation, here with us in Richmond tonight. We'll give you an update on a couple of situations. Rick Mast has gone back onto the speedway. Ricky Rudd has taken his car back onto the track, and John Andretti was in just a moment ago in front of Jim Phillips. Quick date, uh, update from Jim. Well, we talked about that wire mesh from the Sterling Marlin car. That's exactly what it was, but it cost that thing we call track position. Tough make break Robbie Loomis you had to pit tell us why you had to pit yeah we got Sterling or Hamilton's grill on the back bumper there hung up and it just wouldn't come off we tried to shake it get one of them guys bump into us but it just wouldn't come off so it's still early in the race we got a great car we just have to take care of it now to get back up front but they did put four new tires on it so that'll help them gain some track position on the people that've got 22 laps on their tires came down pit road fifth he is 39th right now rick mast and ricky rudd have both come back from behind the wall updates there when we come back we're back racing at richmond rusty wallace leads second spot is about to change hands off turn four jeff gordon jumps up into the number two position now sets his sights on leader rusty wallace meanwhile ricky rudd is running rusty real hard trying to get a lap back as they work off turn two rusty wallace looks to the outside for a chance now comes up off the corner ricky rudd that is making the chance move try to squeeze down to the inside of the racetrack and take away that spot from Rusty Wallace. Both Rudd and Rick Mast back on the racetrack. After time behind the wall, let's get an update on both cars' problems. We heard earlier that Rudd's team had a brake problem. We also uh, talked about Rick Mast going down onto pit road. Did not update why. Let's get those reports now. One of the reasons we couldn't talk to Rick Mast is because the team was working feverishly on the car. A rather simple problem. The oil line fell off. That's why all the smoke came out from behind the Remington Ford. They have fixed the problem now for Rick Mast. He's back out on the track. And good for Rick. We was hoping he'd be able to get back in, and indeed he has. 
Ricky Rudd has gotten around Rusty Wallace. Now Ricky's going to be at least a dozen laps or more behind, having spent a lot of time behind the wall. So Rusty wisely just lets him go. But I'm afraid Rusty may be quicker than Ricky is as they go back to turn three. Another fast man is Jeff Gordon. He made the move by Jeff Burton on the restart lap. He now runs up in the second position. It is Rusty Wallace leading, Jeff Gordon second, Jeff Burton third, Ken Schrader fourth, and Bobby Hamilton fifth. Sterling Marlin is sixth. Dale Jarrett is seventh, Bobby Labonte is eighth, Mark Martin runs ninth, and tenth belongs to Todd Bodine. All those cars running single file coming off, off the corner. Here's Bobby Labonte making a move down to the inside groove. He tries to go by Dale Jarrett, but quickly tucks back in line. Well, he now decides he can come around on the outside, took the high groove up through three and four, and then cuts back to the inside of Dale Jarrett, goes after him down in turn number one. Let's see if he can get a position on him. He gets a fender underneath Dale Jarrett. They might have touched a little bit. They go off turn two. They continue to battle while we have a change for the second spot. Jeff Burton goes underneath Jeff Gordon, grabs the position there. Back to Dale Jarrett and Bobby Labonte. Jarrett has gained that position here on the back straightaway. Jarrett holds on Labonte, trying inside and outside to get the position away. Those drivers racing for seventh and eighth. We mentioned Derek Cope with some troubles on the pit stop descriptions a couple of minutes ago. He's on the lead lap in 41st position. Winston Kelly, a follow-up, please. Well, they had a dead cylinder. They brought it in, changed the spark plug, and he is back on all eight cylinders, trying to stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Came back down pit road right before he went green, put a round of bite in, and filled it up with fuel. So he's just trying to stay on the lead lap. The team did a, did a good job for Derek. He was on pit road five times during that caution flag and uh, still is up in the hunt for the moment. Good scramble now as they go down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace is no problem right there, but from about third place on back, pretty good racing over in turn three. Yeah, Ken Schrader has the fourth position, trying to hold off Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton's putting plenty of pressure on him. And Sterling Marlin facing some serious heat for the sixth spot. Dale Jarrett gets a run on him off turn four. Looks down to the inside with Bobby Labonte and Mark Martin try to follow him through. Jarrett drives in low but comes up high and pulls up in front of the car of Sterling Marlin. When he goes high, that opens the inside for Bobby Labonte. As one car glances off the wall, it is Joe Nemechek who hits the wall off turn two. He collects several other cars. Now crashing into another wall, Robert Presley. The Jasper engine forward turns completely around and Dale Earnhardt has tremendous damage to the right side of his car here on the back straightaway. A lot of flame out of Earnhardt's car as he got down on the apron of the track. In fact, he looks like he either dropped some oil over there, still burning down on the apron of the speedway, but Earnhardt will go on around the racetrack. Back to Joe Moore. Robert Presley still sits in the middle of the racetrack trying to refire his Jasper engine's car. Dale Earnhardt in the Goodrich machine with flame still pouring from that machine. Joe Nemechek is able to refire his car. And Bonnie, it appears that Nemechek was the first car to get out of shape. Coming up off turn number two, it got turned sideways and collected these other two machines. Here's Earnhardt now finally climbing out of his car. Flames just starting to boil out of the right front of his machine. Robert Presley has dropped the window net. He's trying to climb out as Joe Nemechek starts driving back around to the garage. Now the benefit of a replay we've, we just had a look at here. Robert Presley got up out of the groove off turn two and bounced off the wall. And when he came back across the racetrack, he collected both Nemechek and Earnhardt, hitting Nemechek first. And then Earnhardt kind of piling in between those two drivers as Nemechek and Presley's cars were uh, Presley's left front to Nemechek's right front, kind of in a V-shape sliding down the racetrack. Earnhardt came, kind of came in the middle and uh, got into the both cars there as he had no place to go with the track block. Continues to be a heavy amount of smoke boiling from Earnhardt's car as it sits at the bottom of turn three. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Well, they've sprayed the fire retardant all over Earnhardt's Chevrolet. Again, he did climb out of the car. But it was scary for a few moments because the flames were pouring from underneath and from the front right of the car. Earnhardt's back over talking to the fireman now.
now. They've completely ruined his car. What was left of it now with a fire retardant all over it. Robert Presley, meanwhile, his car still sits in the middle of the racetrack here. A lot of damage to the front end. The whole right side is scraped up. The safety personnel are there tending to him. And again, Nemechek was able to limp away from the scene of the crash. And that will put us under caution for the second time this evening here at Richmond. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Well, we told you the sparks would fly, and indeed they have. They come out early. We're under caution for the second time at lap number 36, seeing a few cars dive onto pit road. Quickly an update down to Winston Kelly. Jeff Green, one of those in the Money Store Chevrolet. He gets four tires, a chassis adjustment, and 76 racing gasoline. Derek Cope, nothing to lose. He was on the tail end of the lead lap. This caution flag, a break for him. They got right side tires only this time, so they didn't lose the lap. And also Dennis Setzer on pit road, four tires and 76 fuel. So the uh, stops under the caution flag for some of those running deep in the field. We'll take a break, come back as we work the yellow for the second time. It came out at lap 34. Joe Nemechek, Robert Presley, and Dale Earnhardt, the drivers involved in the crash. Yep. Continuing under the caution at Richmond, let's go to the garage and Marty Snyder. Dale Earnhardt is fine walking along. Dale, what happened? I don't know. They, they wrecked up coming off two and got all up in the wall. And a car come back off the wall, I think, in the 77. And there he was, hit me in the right, hit, me, hit him with my right front. Best I could tell, it probably jerked the gas line loose or broke the fuel pump, and it just ignited in. Then the, 80, the 87 slid around. I hit him. Just you know, it just caught a fire. No big deal. We get it put out here. We get going. Get to get this thing put back together. 87. He's referring to us, of course, uh, Joe Nemechek. Very disappointing because these guys had a great run going. Started 34th. They'd got up to 22nd. This uh, new car that Earnhardt has is his baby. He has been watching this thing, guiding the tow trucks. They are going to get back out. It is covered in fire retardant stuff, but uh, they are going to get this car back out there. Really hate to see that happen today. They've got that team turned around, and he always puts on a good show here. You can, you can almost make book on he and Rusty running 10 or 20 or 30 laps door to door at this place. Tough night for Dale in the garage early, along with Robert Presley and Joe Nemechek, maybe a nominee for the Goodies Headache Award that the members of the media will vote later on in the evening. $2,500 to the winner who suffered the hardest luck during the running over preparation for the race from Goody's Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. 41 laps complete. Cleanup continuing out in turn number three where they have dumped uh, an awful lot of oil dry and, of course, the powder from extinguishing the fire from Dale Earnhardt's car. So let's uh, set the field for you while we have just a minute. Rusty Wallace leads. Jeff Burton is second. Jeff Gordon is third. Ken Schrader fourth. And Bobby Hamilton fifth. Dale Jarrett is sixth. Bobby Labonte seventh. Mark Martin eighth. Todd Bodine running ninth. He's driving the LJ Racing car here tonight. Good qualifying run for them. They started 18th, and Todd has moved up well into the number nine spot right now. Kyle Petty rounds out the top 10. Ted Musgraves 11th. Wally Dallin back 12th. Kenny Wallace 13th. Jerry Nadu 14th. And Steve Grissom 15th. 16th is Bill Elliott. Chad Little is 17th. Ernie Irvin 18th. Mike Skinner 19th. And Kevin LePage 20th. 21st is Dave Marcus. Dick Trickles 22nd. Jeremy Mayfield 23rd. John Andretti's back to 24th now with Jimmy Spencer 25th. Sterling Marlin pitted under the yellow. He's 26th. Followed by Kenny Irwin, Jeff Green, Derek Cope, and Johnny Benson back to 30th. Steve Mark, Jeff Bodine, Terry Labonte, Brett Bodine, and Ward Burton go back to 35th with Michael Waltrip, Dennis Setzer, and Darrell Waltrip, the final three on the lead lap, Darrell running in 38th. Rick Mast, some laps down in 39th position, six laps down to be specific. Robert Presley, Joe Nemechek, and Dale Earnhardt in the garage. Ricky Rudd runs 15 laps down in the 43rd position, and that is your full field rundown. Let's see if we can get an update from the garage, maybe on Joe Nemechek's car. They're trying to get it fixed and get him back in. Yeah, the damage is pretty significant, Barney. Uh, Joe, you're going to be able to get this thing back in, and what happened? 
Well, I'm sure we'll get it back in, but it's just going to be out there to ride around a few laps. Uh, not real sure. Something happened to Robert Presley. You know, we had him hung up on the outside, and everybody was going by, and then all of a sudden he bounced off the wall, and he just shot right in front of me. Had nowhere to go, and I mean, it pretty much killed this car. And you know, Dale got into me, and just I feel sorry for this whole Bell South team. These guys have been working really hard, and we had a heck of a race car tonight here at Richmond. I mean, we knew what we had to have. We finished sixth here last year in this race, and we had a better car than last year, and uh, it's just a shame, you know. Uh, but we'll rebound. I'm okay. Uh, just a shame. Big disappointment for these guys. Richmond, uh, one of Joe's favorite racetracks, but they're going to be out of it tonight. And the big thing is all the drivers hopefully are okay. We'll get a report later on Robert Presley as soon as we can, but those race cars can be repaired. We're glad that all the drivers are all right. But it is a shame. When you, it seems like the nights that you have a car or the days that you have a car that they've really worked on, the teams busted their tail all weekend to get it really going. You feel like you're going to at least finish in the top five and then bloom. But that's short track racing. Yeah, that's racing in general. When luck is not with you, um, it generally comes at the worst time. You know, another look at that replay in the uh, crash barn. It looked like Robert Presley might have cut down a right front tire. Uh, leaving turn number two, which is what sent him into the outside wall in the first place. We'll uh, get a follow-up word with Robert here in uh, just a minute or two. But Presley, Joni Macek, and Dale Earnhardt, the three drivers involved in the crash that has left us still under the yellow flag. Well, when we finish up tonight here in Richmond, tomorrow we will uh, tune in the radio and listen to the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series as they race for the first time at Memphis Motorsports Park in the Memphis 200. That is at 12.45 Eastern Time tomorrow on the NASCAR Truck Network. The Memphis track, a three-quarter mile oval, much like this one in Richmond, should be a good show, and that is tomorrow at 12.45 Eastern Time. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network at the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware, beginning Friday with Bud Pole qualifying at 3.30 Eastern, a special edition of NASCAR. NASCAR Live Friday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time from Dover, followed by the NASCAR Bush Series MBNA 200 next Saturday at 12.45 in the afternoon. And a week from tomorrow, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series on the Monster Mile, the MBNA 400 at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time next Sunday. We move from there to the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia for the Napa Auto Care 500 on Sunday the 27th. And then into the month of October, we'll visit Talladega, Alabama for the Winston 500 on the 11th of October. Daytona Beach, Florida for the rescheduled Pepsi 400 Saturday, October the 17th. Gateway International Raceway in Madison, Illinois for the NASCAR Busch Series CarQuest 300 that same day, the 17th of uh, October. And we'll wind up the month of uh, October in Phoenix, Arizona for the Duraloop 500 on the 25th. And then uh, the 1st of November finds us at Rockingham, North Carolina for the AC Delco 400. We finish up our broadcast schedule for the season with visits to Homestead, Florida for the NASCAR Busch Series season ender, the Jiffy Lube 300 on November the 15th, and New York City for the annual NASCAR Awards Night. That comes up Friday, December the 4th. Make sure you make your ticket plans to join us for some NASCAR racing as we wind up the 1998 season as we head over these final nine races from here till early November. Let's get a quick update from the garage and Marty Snyder. Well, first of all, Robert Presley is okay. They are going to transport him to a local hospital. However, he got out of the uh, ambulance when he came to the infield care center, wincing in a little bit of pain from his right shoulder. They are not sure if it's broken. They're going to take him to the hospital for some x-rays just to check Robert out. He's fine, just a little bit of pain in his shoulder. They are going to take him to a local hospital. Well, they've got the cleaner cleanup work completed out in the backstretch. I believe they've just been given the indication. One lap and we'll go back to green flag racing with Rusty Wallace setting the pace here in the early going. Don't you know Rusty's got a little fire in his 
in his eye when he came in here. He's on a mission tonight. He feels like he can win this race. He's been so good here over the years, particularly on this new three-quarter configuration that they made the racetrack to in 1989 up through now, and he's had more than his share of success. He just loves this racetrack. And Rusty has finished uh, first, fifth, and third the last three events here at Richmond. Again, 53 races since he's been to Victory Lane. A year ago, March, March 97 at this racetrack, the last time Rusty has won a race, especially after the way they started off this season running so well. Who'd have thought he'd have not won yet? Green flag goes in the air. Rusty sets sail for turn number one. Right behind him, Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon. As they work into the corner, Ken Schrader, Bobby Hamilton make up the top five. They get at it off turn two. Again, Ricky Rudd in the mix as well, trying to get one of his laps down. He works to the inside of the racetrack. Rusty will clear him. And now Rudd's car sits between Rusty and second place, Jeff Burton. The lap car of Rick Mast is between second place Jeff Burton and third place Jeff Gordon. Farther back, side by side for a spot, Kyle Petty and Ted Musgrave. This should be for the 10th position now. Both drivers having good runs in the early going. Musgrave behind the wheel of the Caterpillar machine tonight. Musgrave climbing the banking. He's on the high side, coming up off the corner while Kyle Petty takes the low line off turn number two. They're dead even, racing for a spot down the back straightaway. Kyle's been running real good the last four or five races. They've got that team turned around here in the last part of the season also. They continue to ride side by side as they work off into turn number one, but it's Rusty Wallace who leads. From the Richmond International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers O-Rewards points in-store and online. Earn points on everything from replacement parts to tools and accessories. And for every 150 points collected, you'll get a $5 reward. Earn points any way you shop. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Fifty-three laps complete in the X-Side. NASCAR batteries 400 at Richmond. Rusty Wallace has led them all so far. He's got a couple of lap cars. Ricky Rudd and Rick Masts between himself and second place Jeff Burton. The rest of the top five fairly close behind are Jeff Gordon, Ken Schrader, and Bobby Hamilton. And Bobby Labonte rides back in sixth place as they go back to turn number one. Can't get up there to get to Rusty right now, Joe Moore, with those lap cars between him, and it's a good buffer for him. And for the time being, he'll settle back in line, single file. Change for the seventh position of the last lap. Todd Bodine took his car down to the inside of the track and made the pass of Dale Jarrett here in turn three. Great run for Bodine and the LJ Racing Team's car. They are carrying sponsorship tonight from the Dare County, North Carolina tourism folks, the folks out on the Outer Banks who are wanting to let everybody know that they're open for business just fine despite the summer storms of earlier this year. 
couple of other cars with different paint schemes tonight. Always have to get used to when you come to a night race. Jerry Nadeau with a wild-looking lime green colored scheme from the Cartoon Network. And Bill Elliott's got a paint scheme celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Big Mac sandwich. Their theme for the night, groovy. It's all on a big banner right along the pit wall. And Elliott's right now hanging right in there in his car in 16th spot. Elliott having a pretty good run here. and They'd like to get that team turned around the last seven or eight races of the season and go to victory lane. Been a long time since he's been there. Here's Rusty across the line, back into one. Jeff Burton still hangs in there in second. Jeff Gordon not showing all that much muscle in the early going, although I know it's there. It's just a matter of time. He's being very patient, kind of waiting for the field to sort out a little bit. Hard racing is going on a little bit further back in the field, back at about 14th, 15th, and 16th position, back along there as that whole pack goes over to Joe Moore. They're back at the 15th spot is where Bill Elliott runs behind him. Wally Dollar back in 16th. Matter of fact, that's going to change as they come to turn number three. Chad Little dives to the inside of Dollar back and grabs that 16th spot. Kevin LePage tries to follow Chad Little through underneath Wally Dallin back. They're double wide, about four rows deep there. Now three wide in the middle of the corner. Dallin back trapped on the high side of the racetrack. Twine the pullback now before he loses more position. LePage does get by. He's not going to get back in time. Here comes Ernie Urban and John Andretti squeezing to the inside. Yeah, John trying to work his way back in the front of the field, having to make that, un that pit stop a little bit earlier in the evening, find himself way back toward the tail end of the field. He's picked up maybe eight or nine spots, maybe a few more as he continues to work his way to the front. For the moment, nobody has anything for Rusty Wallace. Here's Rusty, pins it right to the bottom of the racetrack, then drifts out to the wall off turn number four. Jeff Burton has lost maybe a couple of car lengths to him as they work their way back into one, and Jeff Gordon has lost a little ground also to the second-place machine. They're all off turn two. At least Burton did get by one of the lap cars. Jeff Burton made the move by Rick Mast on the last lap, so still with one lap car and about seven car lengths between himself and race leader Rusty Wallace. Change for fifth spot, Bobby Hamilton by Bobby Labonte into turn number three, so Hamilton in the Kodak car up to the number five spot. Labonte falls back to sixth. Great race for seventh, eighth, and ninth. Todd Bode feeling pressure from Dale Jarrett, who wants his spot back. Mark Martin is there also. Jarrett squeezes to the inside, but Todd Bodine will block the lane coming up off turn number two. So they'll stay in the same position. Todd Bodine in seventh, Dale Jarrett in eighth, and Mark Martin in ninth. Tay, Mark had a handful about three or four laps ago. We're going to talk about that. He came flying off turn number four, had such a head of steam. A couple of cars in front of him didn't get off the corner as well as he did. He really cut that car hard left and almost turned it around to keep from running into the rear of a couple of machines but he kept it in a straight line. He's got a strong race car beginning to work his way to the front also. Rusty continues to lead, lap 63, about to go on the scoreboard as they work their way back to the line. Here's Kenny Schrader and Bobby Hamilton going door to door as they work their way off into turns one and two. Fighting for the fourth position there, Bobby Hamilton gets the advantage, driving in from the outside lane. He'll pick off the spot as he exits turn number two. Schrader settles back in line behind him in the fifth position. Work their way up off of turn number four now with Schrader dropping back a spot. So Hamilton's picked up two positions in the last three or four laps. Let's drop back a little bit now. Watch a, a race between Ted Musgrave and Kenny Wallace for a position. That'd be for the 11th and 12th spots. Kenny trying to find a way around Ted off in turn one. He'll go side by side coming into the corner. Kenny Wallace hugs the inside lane. Can't get to a good run off turn number two. So halfway down the back straight away. He'll settle back in line. Now he'll strike in turn three. Kenny Wallace down to the inside, tries to get underneath, won't be able to make the move here at the straightaway. He's going to try it again in turn number one, dives real low into the corner, stands in the throttle, hoping that car will stick off turn two. Kenny Wallace squeezes down to the inside of the racetrack. Ted Musgrave holds his line to the outside. Here they come, the drag race on for the 11th position. 
at the end of the back straightaway. Again, Wallace has the inside groove up alongside Jed Musgrave. And right behind them, tip of the cap to Steve Grissom, who started the race back in 24th spot. He's got the Kodiak machine up to 13th position now through 66 laps. Wallace and Musgrave still door to door. Side by side off turn number two onto the back straightaway. Ted Musgrave gets a little better run this time off turn number two. But Wallace is strong on the back straightaway. He'll pull even, actually get a nose out in front of this battle. Kenny's had a lot of success here at Richmond, knows this racetrack, feels pretty good about it every time they come here. Whether back in the old days when he ran the Bush car was very strong at this racetrack. Neither one of those two, however, are giving an inch as they stay door to door going through one and two, but it's about to change in the back stretch. And Musgrave finally is going to get by and hang on to the position. Kenny Wallace comes back in line, but there's a third player in this battle. You mentioned Steve Grissom, now he's there in it too. Steve Grissom has fallen right now about a car length behind this race as Musgrave continues to hold off Kenny Wallace. 68 laps complete. Rusty Wallace still leads. He has led every lap so far of the XI 400. At Richmond International Raceway, Jeff Burton starting to reel Rusty Wallace in just a little bit. He's now about seven or eight car lengths behind Wallace for the lead. Rusty has led all of the first 75 laps. They're exiting two and headed for the backstretch. Finally, they've cleared all the lap cars that separated them since the first part of the event, and now it's about seven car lengths from Jeff Burton at the race leader, Rusty Wallace. Rusty comes out of turn number four, takes the same line as he has all night long, right out against the wall, rides the wall down the front straightaway, then pins the car to the bottom of the racetrack. But Burton is coming. Up. He's about three and a half car lengths behind. They're off two. Burton closes in even more as they come up off the corner. Looking back to the third place battle. That's shaping up as well. Bobby Hamilton has caught Jeff Gordon there. He's all over his rear deck. And Ken Schrader plays, uh, becomes a third player in this mix. Mark Martin has picked up two positions in the last couple of laps. He moved around Dale Jarrett to pick up the eighth spot. Now he's moved around Todd Bodine to get seventh. So Mark Martin beginning to roll as we look back ahead to that race for third. Once again, Jeff Gordon has the position. Now he's trapped behind some lap traffic, Rick Mast and Ricky Rudd just ahead of Gordon Chevrolet. Bobby Hamilton on his bumper and Ken Schrader there as well as they Bob work through three. Bobby got a good strong race car. I've been watching him since they put him under green earlier in the evening. He's worked traffic real good, very strong through the corners. Got a good handling race car. Can take it high, low, wherever he needs to. He's putting the pressure on Gordon right now out of turn two. Both of them forced to go high this time to get by one of those lap cars. They'll clear Rick Mast as they head down the back straightaway. Now fall in line behind Ricky Rudd up in turn three. And Bobby Hamilton continuing to apply some pressure to Jeff Gordon. Now he dives low off the corner, off turn four to the stripe. Hamilton inside, Gordon outside. Gordon will give way, and Hamilton charges through and picks up the third position. Hamilton squeezes to the inside to get by, then has to immediately go high because he's approaching the last car of Ricky Rudd. But Gordon settles in behind him with Ken Schrader right up on his bumper. You like to watch Gordon race, whether he's leading the thing or whether he's running second or whether he's running where he is right now. Alan, a lot of times the guy starts putting the pressure on him or whatever. This early in the race, not a thing to gain one way or another. You drop back one position, so he's not going to take a chance on wrinkling that race car up. Doesn't need to. That's racing smart. And, of course, you got to think at this point in the season with circumstances being what they are, a 199-point lead for Gordon, he may be at the point of the year where he has to pull back the reins just a little bit with Mark having the problem last week and not being right on top of him for the championship any longer. Maybe he has to even just 
slide it a little more to the conservative side here with nine races to go. I talked with Jeff about that some yesterday. We'll play a little bit of that interview later on for you. What he has to say might surprise you a little bit, but uh, we just might be getting to that time of the year where he has to ease off it a little bit. Well, he has to start thinking about the point situation, that's for sure, but not to take anything away from Bobby Hamilton now. Bobby's got a good race car, and Bobby worked him over there, kept the heat on him as for about 10 or 12 laps, finally got the spot away as he works his way off turn number two. They have now put 82 laps on the scoreboard. But for Rusty Wallace, well, the interval between himself and Jeff Burton, just about what it was, and it'll vary anywhere from two to three car lengths as they cross the line, work their way back into one, and very shortly, that situation you talked about when we came on the air about guys having to really watch the rear of the car, about getting lapped, it's about to happen as he's going to catch the tail end of the field over in turn three. Rusty Wallace starting to close in on some of the lap traffic. Also looking back at the field, that 11th place race we talked about nearly 15, 20 minutes ago. That is shaped up once again. Ted Musgrave and Kenny Wallace. Wallace has been taking shots at Musgrave, and Steve Grissom has been trying to make moves on Kenny Wallace as well. That's 11th, 12th, and 13th positions. And Bill Elliott, Chad Little, and Kevin LePage not far behind them as those cars come across the start finish line and head back to turn one. Let's watch Mark Martin and Bobby Labonte for a second. Mark trying to take six spot away. Mark tried to get the run to the outside of Bobby Labonte off turn number two, but Labonte took him all the way up to the wall. Mark falls back in line and will follow Labonte through three and four. Tell you what, Mark has really been carrying some speed off turn number four up here. He comes through that corner about as quick as anybody out there, and a couple of times he's almost run over some guys. He's that good getting off the turn. It might come into his favor in the final stages of this race if he can keep it dialed in. He's working on Bobby Labonte one more time in the backstretch. This race is for the sixth position, nose to tail this time as they come to the end of the back straightaway. Labonte goes wide and side lane is open for Mark. Mark tries to cut down low off turn four. Can't quite get alongside. Had to use up a little more of the racetrack than he had room for, so he had to ease in behind Bobby. Now down in one, he gets the run underneath him. Best run he's had the last 10 laps or so. Finally squeezes to the inside. He'll gain the spot up off turn number two. Mark Martin moves up to six. Got a very strong race car through the corners here at Richmond. Rusty Wallace leads. Jeff Burton, Bobby Hamilton is third. Jeff Gordon's fourth. Kent Schrader sits fifth. Bobby Labonte has just lost that spot. And now Mark Martin has moved up into sixth place. Dropping Labonte back to seventh. Todd Bodine continues to ride in eighth position. Dale Jarrett's ninth and Kyle Petty make up your top ten. The lead is tightening up as they work lap traffic now. The leaders just put Wally Dallin back a lap down. Now Rusty Wallace works to the inside of the Dave Marcus car. Jeff Burton and Bobby Hamilton now have closed in to within a couple of car lengths of Rusty. Rusty Wallace worked his way through the traffic. Now the second place car of Burton has a squeeze to the inside to try to get by as well. He looks back and Gordon begins to close in. He's back in the fourth spot. Hamilton, the biggest contender now for Burton. Hey, what, as this race goes on, Bobby Hamilton seems to get stronger the longer he stays out there. He was right on his bumper just a moment ago, talking about Jeff Burton. Now the lap traffic comes into play. He falls back just a little bit off turn two. Burton takes a higher line off turn number two, looks to the outside of Rusty, but he's not close enough to strike. Back in single file, a car link separates the front two back in turn three. Todd Bodine has just taken seventh spot away from Bobby Labonte, so Bodine continues to run solidly in the top ten in the early going of the race, while Jeff Burton continues to stalk Rusty Wallace for the lead back in one. Burton drives up to the high side of the racetrack. He's going to try it there. Off turn two, Rusty Wallace tries to defend. Comes up high, and Burton has to come out of it and fall back in line, but he's right up on the rear deck of Rusty. This time he's going to try it low. Coming off turn number four, Burton gets a fender alongside Rusty. Rusty stands on it, heading for turn number one. He's going to make him work for it. Jeff stands on it, too. Gets the inside groove. They almost touch going through the corner. It's Rusty by half a car length off turn two. Rusty's up on the high side of the racetrack. Burton 
to the low side. And off turn number two, he'll settle back in line behind Rusty Wallace at the second spot. Big pack, a half a dozen lap cars just ahead for the leaders. Burton's going to have to probably try and get to Rusty before they catch that traffic if he's going to have any running room to make a move for the lead. For now, Burton single file behind Rusty, back to one. Nose to tail as they close in even closer to the tail end of the field. Off turn number two, they both take similar lines. Burton peaks momentarily down to the inside, thinks better of it. He'll look to the high side in turn three. Tries to go around on the outside this time. Didn't make it work on the inside. He's got a position on him coming off the corner. And again, he'll get a fender up to just about halfway up in the door. Stays there as they go to turn number one. He's going to make the pass off turn two. Going to try to pinch him behind the slower car of Brett Bodine. He's at the tail end of the field. Burton is there up to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Dead even halfway down the back straight away. Burton gets the spot in turn three. First lead change of the night will come at the 94th lap. Rusty Wallace from the pole led them all to this point. Now it is Jeff Burton out in front of Rusty Wallace, Bobby Hamilton, Jeff Gordon, and Ken Schrader. Rusty Wallace and Jeff Burton are side by side for the race lead. Been that way for three laps now. They're on the backstretch. Side by side, back in the corner. They're sitting behind Rusty's teammate, Jeremy Mayfield. He's blocking the high side of the racetrack. That's where Burton is. And Jeremy's just trying to keep from going a lap down for either one of those two as they race for the lead. Back into turn number one. Wallace again down to the inside. Boy, that's a dandy. Bobby Hamilton is there. Jeff Gordon is there. Something's going to give in this one. Hamilton sees the opening out of the inside. Now he's going to try to make the move to the inside lane. Goes Hamilton up alongside. Jeff Burton. That's the race for second while Rusty Wallace is back up front. Jeremy Mayfield's fighting to try and stay on the lead lap. When Burton tried to overtake him off turn four a couple of laps ago, Burton's car kind of pushed up off the corner. There was some contact between Burton and Mayfield that maybe Jeremy didn't care for so much. There was some contact back the other way, and that set up the situation we have now. Now Mayfield just in front of Jeff Burton. Burton trying to hang on to the second spot. Down to the inside of him is where Bobby Hamilton moves, sliding to the inside. Now he's going to pick off that position. Hey, what? Bobby Hamilton's car seems to get better as the race goes on. Bobby has just moved up into the number two spot. Jeff Burton drops back to third. It is Gordon fourth and Kenny Schrader is fifth. That's still a dandy battle off turn two. Lane opens up down on the inside of Jeremy Mayfield as all those cars begin to charge down to the low side and pick off the positions. Rusty Wallace now by two car links over a fast closing Bobby Hamilton. Brett Bodine has gone a lap down. Jeremy Mayfield now a lap down. Leader Wallace up on the back deck now. The Dennis Setzer machine as we've reached 104 laps. He tries to put Setzer one down into the corner. And he easily does it coming back off turn number two. Wallace plants it on the inside of the racetrack. Flashes by to gain that spot. You got Jeff Burton now trying to close in on Bobby Hamilton. And a dandy race from Gordon on back with Ken Schrader all over him. Kenny Schrader's had a good strong car all evening long too. Kenny's been able to stay up there in the top five for the most part as they work their way back into turn number one. Jim Phillips, what are we looking at for this first round of pit stops if it stays green. I figure that Rusty Wallace will go up to around 125, Barney, and some of these cars are handling good. On a normal line here, Rich, but anything over 100 is good. This car is really working good. Last night, the Bush team said they could go 130 laps, so I figured these Winston Cup teams tonight, good handling cars will go 125 laps before they pit. They accounting for the smaller difference. The Winston Cup cars run a bigger carburetor than the Bush Series cars do, so they'll be using a little bit more fuel, pouring that on the fire. One thing that will come into play if we don't get a caution soon also, the fact that under the two quick yellows we had back at lap 16 and 34, a number of teams that were back in the field pitted. So you've got drivers like Sterling Marlin and uh, Derek Cope and... Johnny Benson and Terry Labonte and, and uh, John Andretti who all have made pit stops and they're going to be able to go another 30 laps beyond that on fuel if a caution were to come out between when the leaders pit 
and when those other drivers have to stop, that could really change the complexion of the race. Yeah, it make a big difference. Kenny Irwin also made an early pit stop, so we'll see how all that plays out. Right now, Kenny Schrader is going to do a number on Jeff Gordon down in turn number one. Schrader really shoves it in there right to the bottom of the racetrack, and they're racing off turn number two. That'll be for fourth. Gordon is boxed in behind the car of Dennis Setcher. The full advantage for Ken Schrader. He takes advantage, slides down on the inside, and he'll pick off the spot here in turn three. Now off turn four, here's Bobby Hamilton cutting low on Rusty Wallace and going after the race lead. Hamilton to the inside will go cleanly by Wallace and take over the top spot into one. Hamilton flashes by down to the inside. Now Wallace is kind of wide off the corner. Gives Rusty a look underneath him, but all he can do is settle back in line in the second spot. Good hard racing going on as we approach the first round of green flag pit stops. Dave Marcus just brings his car onto pit road for the moment. Let's pick up that scramble again back as the lead trio goes off into turn number one. Bobby Hamilton, as we told you, car just seems to get better the longer they run. For the moment, he has an advantage of maybe four or five feet. Rusty Wallace, a man just behind him. And behind him is Jeff Burton. He rides along in third. Burton not stepping out of line, although now in turn three, he'll go to the high side, trying to get the second spot back. Burton runs up to the outside of Rusty Wallace, off the corner, has the fender in there as they come to the stripe, draws even with him just past the start-finish line, and they'll go wheel-to-wheel -to, -wheel to turn one. Burton pulls up even stronger to the high side of the racetrack, now trying to come back into the second position. Rusty hugs the inside line, but it's advantage Burton at the end of the back straightaway. He'll slide around and pick off the second position. And Dave Marcus completes his pit stop. He'll go back onto the racetrack. So it's Bobby Hamilton, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton, Ken Schrader, and Jeff Gordon will make up the top five. Sixth will be Mark Martin, Todd Bodine, seventh, Dale Jarrett, eighth, Kyle Petty, ninth, and Bobby Labonte, tenth. Steve Grissom runs 11th. Twelfth is Kenny Irwin. Chad Little is 13th. Kenny Wallace, 14th. And Ted Musgrave is 15th. Kevin LePage, 16th. Bill Elliott, 17th. Jerry Nadeau, 18th. 19th is John Entretti. And 20th is Sterling Marlin. Johnny Benson's 21st. Ernie Irvin, 22nd. Mike Skinner, 23rd. Jeff Bodine, 24th. And Jimmy Spencer, 25th. Terry Labonte is 26th. Jeff Green, 27th. Derek Cope, 28th. Dick Trickle, 29th. And Ward Burton, 30th. Darrell Waltrip is 31st. Michael Waltrip, 32nd. Steve Park, the last driver on the lead lap in 33rd position. Dennis Satzer's a lap down in 34th. Jeremy Mayfield, 35th. Brett Bodine, 36th. And Wally Dallenbach, 37th. Dave Marcus is now four laps down after the green flag stop in 38th with Rick Mast and Ricky Rudd many laps down after time behind the wall earlier in the event. Robert Presley retired from the event. Joe Nemechek and Dale Earnhardt's teams continue to work on their cars in the garage, and that's the full field at lap 115. Ted Musgrave brings his car to pit road. Also in right now is Wally Dollenbach in the Budweiser machine. Let's go down to Marty Snyder. Ted has been a little bit loose, but they've had a great run. They started pretty well, and they've been up towards the top ten. They have fallen back a little bit towards the end of this run. Their car got a little bit looser the longer they ran. It'll be a four-tire stop, and they're going to tighten up Ted Musgrave. Up front, Bobby Hamilton has a couple of car lengths on Jeff Burton. Rusty Wallace has fallen about five car lengths back in third spot. And the lead trio with a big pack of traffic up ahead of them. They'll be closing on quickly. Bobby Hamilton will first have to deal with Steve Parks, Pinzoil Chevrolet. That's a car sitting just ahead of him. Michael Walter is up there. Also, Dick Trickle and Daryl Waltrip. Leaders start closing in on that traffic now in turn four. And it'll complete 117 laps. Bobby Hamilton, the leader, will when he crosses the line, which he does now, works his way off into turn number one. And here comes Rusty Wallace on the pit road. Rusty will give up the spot on the racetrack, bring his car to the attention of his crew. He's pitted all the way down toward turn number one. And that pit road speed, very slow, going to take him a long time to get down there. It seems like you've almost stopped as he heads down to Jim Phillips. Here comes Rusty Wallace. He just radioed to the crew, said 
The chassis is good. Just put me four tires on, and they're going to work on the right side, changing right side tires. Clark Armstrong, Billy Wilbur changing the right side tires. Now they're swinging around the left side, and here comes the pit boards out for lots of more cars. Wallace's crew is around on the left side. Second kid of 76 field is going in. The Miller Ford, the car's down and away, and Rusty is back on the racetrack. And Jeff Burton's in front of Winston Kelly. Scott Dial has the car jacked up on the right side. Frankie Stoddard, Greg Zipadilly, rail swing around to the left side of the car. Four tire stop for Jeff Burton. He called in and told the crew he needed a little bit more forward bite. He's down and away. A good stop in just over 17 seconds. Jeremy Mayfield, four tires in fuel. Also on pit road, the tie for the Ricky Rudd, who lost the number of laps early. Now Dale Jarrett rolls down in front of Jim Phillips. Here comes Dale Jarrett in. The crew goes to work on the right side. We're going to make a track bar adjustment on Dale Jarrett's car. Let's see which way they go. The right side tires are going on. And they make it up so the car is tight on Dale Jarrett's car. Left side tires are going on. Here comes uh, race leader Bobby Hamilton in. Jeff Gordon is right behind him. We're on lap 120 where these stops are going on. Dale Jarrett's down and away. It's routine for Bobby Hamilton. They come around the left side. Gordon gets a chassis adjustment with a track bar. There's four cars in front of Winston Kelly. Well, one of those is Ken Schrader as he rolls to a stop in front of the Skull Chevrolet crew. The crew, Steve Barkdahl, pumps the car up once, twice. Now further down pit road. Kyle Petty on pit road getting four tires and gasoline on his car. And now more cars are pitted in front of Marty Snyder. Kevin LePage was in a moment ago. They're having a great run. They started 38th, made it up to 16th. Dick Trickle was also in. They have an unusual problem. The gas pedal has come loose inside the car for Dick Trickle. All he has to push on is one little stick. And right now we're waiting for Kenny Irwin to come in in just a few moments. Mark Martin had given up the lead. He had taken it a moment ago when everybody else pitted. He has now made his pit stop. That should uh, move Todd Bodine up into the number one position. Kenny Irwin, who we said pitted earlier, can stay out there a while. And that's the situation right now as all these stops are coming under green flag conditions. Also, here comes John Andretti in, and Chad Little will bring his machine to the attention of his crew at lap 123. Continue to have a cycling of pit stops under the green flag here at Richmond at lap number 129. Right now, Terry Labonte and Darrell Waltrip give up spots that were in the top 10 for green flag trips to pit road. Here comes Jeff Green as well. These drivers having stopped earlier under a caution at lap 18 or lap 36. One of the two yellows we've had thus far in the event. Steve Park also in. Johnny Benson leads for the moment. Jeff Bodine is second. Jimmy Spencer's third. Ward Burton is fourth. Michael Waltrip is fifth, followed by Brett Bodine sixth. And then back to the cars that have been the top five for most of the race. Jeff Burton off pit road first. He's seventh, followed by Rusty Wallace, Bobby Hamilton, Jeff Gordon, Ken Schrader, and Mark Martin. Then you got Dale Jarrett and Kevin LePage next in line. That's the way they came off pit road. But again, remember, we've got a half dozen or so that are out there out of sequence with the leaders as far as their pit stops are concerned. Let's go back down to Marty Snyder. Brett Bodine is in right now. Kenny Irwin was in a little while ago. They're having a great run. No adjustments on Kenny Irwin's car. Brett Bodine getting four his car a little tight. They go up round, one round on the track bar, and Johnny Benson's crew getting on the wall right now. Johnny Benson, the race leader, getting ready to come in. Johnny Benson will be on pit road in just a moment. It will be a green flag stop. Most of the cars that stopped under that first caution flag, as Alan told you, but most of them stayed out there 
and pitted under green just a moment ago. Got some pretty good races going on around the racetrack back in the field right now. Jeff Gordon, Ken Schrader, Mark Martin in that pack that we're watching there along with Bobby Hamilton and Rusty Wallace and Jeff Burton. Pretty much the same distance and interval, give or take a few car lengths as it was before they pitted. Let's take a recap of those who led under the exchange of pit stops as you're tracking championship points. Ken Schrader led for a lap. Mark Martin gets five bonus points in the championship tonight. Todd Bodine led for a couple. Kenny Irwin led for a lap. And now Johnny Benson out in front. And it again, we'll cycle back around to Jeff Burton after the first five drivers make their pit stop. Benson, Jeff Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, Ward Burton, and Michael Waltrip are the guys that are out in front for the moment. Johnny Benson, the leader, goes back into turn number one, heads around the corner as we go to pit road. And the big loser at that pit exchange, guys, is Todd Bodine. Most of these teams have been pit working like 17, 18 to 20 seconds. Todd's team, which has a lot of volunteer help, can only do their stop at 22.9 seconds, so he's lost a lot of track position. Drop Todd all the way back to 17th spot in the running order for the moment. Joe Nemechek's car spent some time behind the wall. They have rebuilt that car, done the best they could after he got caught up in that big pileup over in the back straightaway earlier in the evening. He is going back onto the racetrack. And as we watch him get back onto the speedway, he's going to be what? Uh, he's Many lap 34, <laughs> and everybody else is at lap 136. So you can figure that one out. Under he is two a long ways behind. Johnny Benson, the leader, is on pit road for a stop. Four tires for Johnny Benson. Their car was a little bit loose. They put one round of wedge into the car for Johnny Benson. Four tires. He's now down and away. That gives the top spot to Jeff Bodine, followed by Jimmy Spencer, Ward Burton, and Michael Waltrip. Then you get back to Jeff Burton, who will run uh, fifth in the order for the moment. Rusty Wallace and Bobby Hamilton, along with Jeff Gordon, going at it pretty good for sixth, seventh, and eighth off two. Bobby Hamilton trying to make the move on Rusty Wallace as they come down the back straight away. Gordon face to go wide now. Force, that is, to go wide, getting around the Jerry Nadeau car in turn three. So they pick up uh, just about where they left off, although it isn't for the lead. These three have been getting at it all evening long. Kenny Schrader's not that far back there either. Schrader should be back in about ninth position as they all work over to turn number two. Let's follow him around the racetrack one more time. Here's Hamilton trying to make a move on Rusty Wallace off turn. He'll do. He goes up to the high side of the track, nearly pulls even. Rusty blocks the move. Hamilton again climbs the backing in turn three. Hamilton charging up to the top side off of turn number four. Will put a fender up alongside Rusty. Try to pull even with him down the front stretch. He's got the longer way around, but he gets even with him in one. Side by side for the sixth position. Just behind him, Jeff Gordon looking to see which lane will open up. Hamilton strong on the outside, and this time, he'll complete the pass and get by Rusty Wallace. Bobby Hamilton continues to have a good race car. They've done their homework well. Remember, they won at Martinsville back in the first race up there of the season, the short track race. Had a really good car there, and they felt like when they came here and go back to Martinsville in a couple of weeks, they'll be tough, and they're proving it tonight. Again, they swing off turn two. Hamilton's got the sixth position now. Rusty Wallace settles in line. He's got the seventh position. Jeff Gordon in eighth and Ken Schrader about five car lengths back in ninth. Ward Burton is on pit road. He was one of the drivers that was out of sync with the leaders. That leaves Jeff Bodine, Jimmy Spencer, and Michael Waltrip out on the racetrack yet to visit pit road in this sequence of stops. They'll be followed by Jeff Burton, Bobby Hamilton, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Gordon, Ken Schrader, Mark Martin, and Dale Jarrett. Those are the top ten drivers with 100. 41 laps complete. Jeff Burton continues to build his lead in the middle stages of the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. 2.3 seconds now. He's added a full second to his advantage over the last seven or eight laps around this racetrack. 
It is Jeff Gordon in the runner-up position with Rusty Wallace about 10 car lengths behind him, separated by a lapped car. Another lapped car between Wallace and fourth place Bobby Labonte, and then fifth place Kevin LePage, sixth place Bobby Hamilton, and seventh place Ken Schrader all run pretty close together with the lapped car of Terry Labonte around them. Bobby Labonte has had a good run. That car seems to get better also as the evening has gone by. Bobby's been a factor in this thing uh, almost since they put him under green earlier in the evening. We told you that Todd Bodine had gotten out of his race car. Let's see if we can get an update from Marty Snyder there. Well, let's first of all say that Todd is okay. The uh, Just a little bit overheated. He's in the infield care center right now, getting, getting an IV of fluids, trying to calm or cool down his body temperature. He was a little bit overheated in the race car, so he decided to impeach himself from the car and put Dick Trickle in. So Todd Bodine, he's fine, just getting a little bit cooled down in the infield care center right now. Let's get some updates from Pit Road. Jeff Burton with a very strong race car at this point is well out in front. Let's see if we can get an update out of his pit. Well, Frank started the crew chief on the car. has been calling out his lap times. They've also been talking to him about the line that Jeff has been running. Frank now going to talk to him. Frank, you guys look like you made some changes. It's taken off. What kind of changes did you make? Well, we made a little bit of a mistake, actually. Uh, we got a little bit of air pressure that we didn't want in it, but uh, it seems to be working right now, so maybe we'll uh, we'll go with that for the second half here. Uh, we came up a little bit, changed some air pressures around, and the XRI battery seems like big pit stops again tonight. I'm just proud of them, you know, and Jeff's doing a great job. This is a race that they definitely want to win as XRI Batteries is a sponsor of the event. They made some changes early in the race and then went back to the original setup and went back to the original air pressures. Obviously, it's working out to their advantage as he crosses the start-finish line now, and his advantage is just over about three seconds from Jeff Gordon. Yeah, he's about to separate himself from the rest of the field. That's just how good that car is for the moment. They have done good pit work all night long and got him dialed in. A car that has not been dialed in all that well from what they normally run would be Dale Jarrett's machine. He hasn't been a factor up in the top five all evening long, and I believe Jim Phillips has been down there. Jim, what are they saying? And Todd is talking to his brother Brad right now, talking over some tire strategy. Todd, you're usually up in the top three or more here. You're a little bit behind right now. What's the problem? The car seems to be a little bit tight, Jim. Uh, we keep bringing it up every stop, but just ain't got it enough yet. You think you can get it figured out? Uh, I, I think so. We'll make some big changes this next stop. Big changes coming up for Dale Jarrett. It's been tight in the center of the corner all night long. They've been making adjustments, like you said, but hadn't hit on anything yet. Next time, look for major changes. Still got plenty of time to get it done. We've got over, what, 150 laps plus left? 155 remaining in the race, and Dale Jarrett right now runs in the ninth position, six and a half seconds behind leader Jeff Burton. We've mentioned a couple of times what a great run Kevin LePage is having tonight. He's in the fifth position now, 4.3 seconds behind the front-running car. This after starting the event back in 38th spot. I believe Marty Snyder has made his way to the Prime Star team's pit. A spectacular run from 38th to 5th, and believe it or not, they have made absolutely no adjustments on Kevin LePage's car. And James Jensen, the crew chief, and James, I'll tell you what, pretty impressive run. How's the car this time? Well, so far, this Prime Star Taurus is pretty good, and uh, it's only really run one bad lap since we've been here, and unfortunately, that was qualifying. We're going to get around lap 100 to go, and we're going to see if we can't tune it up a little bit and see what we got. I asked James a little bit earlier if they thought they could win this race, even though they were starting 38th. He said, heck yeah, we can win this race. They really believe Kevin LePage 
It's a threat to win tonight. And right now he's a threat to Bobby Labonte's hold on fourth position as Kevin closes in on the interstate car now. Labonte hugging the bottom. LePage a little bit higher line through one and two. It's a good run this time off turn number two. Looks to the high side, but Bobby goes right up against the outside retaining wall. All Kevin can do is fall back in line behind him. Kevin takes a look on the outside this time as they work their way through three and four. Doesn't have any running room up there and will tuck back in behind Bobby Labonte and just trail him back into turn number one. A moment ago, Pretty close call for Ted Musgrave. He and Rick Mass got together here coming off turn number four. Both were able to keep their cars in a straight line, and uh, but that could have been a big pileup. I'll tell you a couple of times tonight, like when Kyle Petty went right between those guys down there, they've dodged some pretty big bullets on a couple of these crashes we've had. Very lucky for both of the front-running cars, Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon, because they were on the high line just after the restart. Kyle was inside of them, and when his car had that throttle hung, he went right between them and split them. The old perfect 7-10 split if it were a bowling uh, setup uh, right up to the outside wall and both of them and the rest of the field for that matter got away cleanly. A lot of great driving there. Heard James Inch, Kevin LePage's crew chief, mentioned, mentioned uh, one more set of pit stops. If the race were to stay green through the uh, conclusion of the event, we may find some pretty good pit strategy played out there. And uh, the winner of our first union pit strategy award may come from that set of stops. First Union to donate $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary on behalf of the team of the most impressive pitch strategy in today's race. For help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local First Union office or call 800-413-7898. Jeff Burton continues to lead and as he works his way through one and two, it's almost a straightaway now, Joe Moore, but between himself and second place, Jeff Gordon. Just keeps getting stronger and stronger. We thought there was going to be a race for second for a while. Rusty Wallace had closed in somewhat on Jeff Gordon. Now Gordon starting to pull away from Wallace in third. And Wallace is falling back toward the clutches of Bobby Labonte, Kevin LePage, and Bobby Hamilton. Those drivers running in the fourth, fifth, and sixth positions. Couple of lap cars door-to-door -door in front of Labonte, though. That's what's keeping Labonte and LePage from going at it. They've got all that traffic to deal with. Labonte falls in line behind Ricky Rudd, who's racing with Steve Grissom. They're side-by-side -side in front of Labonte and LePage. Now it just depends on how that lap traffic breaks up directly ahead of Bobby Labonte and Kevin LePage. Ricky Rudd is in front of Bobby Labonte as they work their way back into the corner. Steve Grissom is the other car up in the high line. Everybody slows up a little bit off turn two. LePage gets a good run up off the corner, but again, there's a lap car sitting directly in front of him, as is the case for Labonte, so no one's going anywhere now. Kevin LePage with the nose out in front of Bobby Labonte off the corner, but again, the double-wide lap cars in front of them. Bobby Hamilton's going to try and follow LePage around to the high side of Bobby Labonte, but everybody's still in a big jam into the corner. Nobody could go anywhere because Ricky Rudd and Steve Grissom are racing side-by-side. Side. Now it starts to sort itself out a bit. Rudd slings around, goes in front of Steve Grissom, and Bobby Labonte dives underneath Grissom to make the pass. Bobby Labonte trying to protect his turf there to keep Kevin LePage back. Bobby Hamilton's a factor in that as they all go back to turn number one. Three cars getting with the program as they work their way over to turn Two. Bobby Labonte riding along now in the fourth position, works the inside of the lap traffic. Bobby Hamilton underneath him. They've got LePage trapped behind Steve Grissom. Now LePage drops out of the pocket. He too goes to the inside lane to try to complete the pass. So Hamilton will take the fifth spot away from LePage, who falls back to sixth. Here comes Ken Schrader joining that race as well. He in seventh spot pulls up to the outside of LePage, but he'll find himself behind the Grissom left machine. Grissom up on the high side of the racetrack. That is where Schrader goes. LePage is in the favorite lane to the inside. At least the last few laps, that's the one that's been moving. It does now. 
now as Hamilton gets by. Now LePage goes after him. Bobby Hamilton in the outside groove gets squeezed a little bit coming off the corner as Kevin LePage gets a fender underneath him. He's going to race him off into turn number one. Neither one going to lift through that corner. Both cars stick and they come off the turn side by side. This is the race for the fifth position. It is side by side on the back straightaway. Kevin LePage underneath Bobby Hamilton. There's no lap traffic directly in front of these two. It is LePage down low, slides up about a half a lane. Hamilton with plenty of running room up to the top side. Gives Kevin enough racing room to stay door to door. And they are still wheel to wheel. Nobody with an advantage back to one. LePage to the inside of the racetrack, trying to get the good run off turn two. Make the drag race complete here at the end of the back straightaway. He's got a nose out in front of Labonte, but Labonte rallies back on the outside lane in three. Works her way through turns three and four, come back down to the line. Bobby Labonte moves away out of that pack of traffic that he was jammed up in there with Bobby Hamilton and Kevin LePage just a moment ago. They settled down for the moment, and 260 laps go up on the scoreboard in the Exide 400. Jeff Burton continues to hold a pretty good lead. The Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 at Richmond, not as good as it was before. He's had to ease a little bit, picking his way through some traffic. It's allowed Jeff Gordon to chop about a second off of the distance between the two. But still 1.6 seconds is the differential between first and second now after 268 laps. Running third is Rusty Wallace. Bobby Hamilton for the moment is one out in the great race for fourth. And now Hamilton has caught Rusty Wallace on the backstretch. Tries to get a run off turn two and try to take that position from Rusty Wallace. But Wallace outpowers him down the back straight away and holds him at bay for now. Rusty comes off the corner. Bobby Hamilton follows him off. Thought he was going to dive to the inside. For the moment, he'll just trail him back into turn number one as they head off into the corner down there. Hamilton running in fourth position for the moment. Can't believe how good Jeff Burton's got that car. I tell you what, that team lately, when they do get it right, they are good. Well, remember Darlington last week where they led 273 of 367 laps in the Pepsi Southern 500. Didn't end up winning the race, but certainly had the dominant car for nearly all of the afternoon. Here again tonight, Burton leading from lap, uh, well, he ran second basically for most of the first 100 laps of the race. Rusty Wallace led the first 93. Then uh, he and Burton traded the lead for a little bit. Bobby Hamilton got up there and led for a while, but ever since lap 150, when we finished in a, a cycle of pit stops, it's basically been Jeff Burton out in front. Jeff Gordon led for a couple of laps in there on a couple of occasions, but Burton has been uh, the driver who's dominated the middle stages of this event. On the other hand, we uh, haven't talked a lot about Mark Martin tonight. Now, Mark's been a factor up there as far as being in the top 10. As a matter of fact, he is currently riding in 10th position. He's had his problems here on a couple of occasions. He's looked like he was going to move up to the front, got up there and battled for, what, fourth, fifth, and sixth a few times, but that car still not getting around the racetrack like they wanted either. Not accustomed to what we're used to seeing from Mark Martin here in this 1998 season again in 10th spot right now third position has changed hands Joe Moore Bobby Hamilton's got it now Hamilton finally completed the pass getting by Rusty Wallace and it's starting to get some real estate between himself and Wallace already stretching out by a couple of car lengths this field beginning to spread out just a little bit right now under this long green that we've had here 273 laps go up on the scoreboard and 400 will make up the event here at Richmond tonight, 127 laps remain in this one. They're chasing Jeff Burton. They haven't talked a lot about Kenny Schrader. He's had a pretty good run here tonight, and I believe Winston Kelly has been down in his pit. Winston? Yeah, they haven't had to make a whole lot of changes to the Skull Chevrolet. Let's see if we can ease up here and get a comment from Andy Petrie. Now, he watches driver come around. He's going to try to get around Bobby Labonte. Andy made a few slight adjustments early on out the car right now. Uh, we've been pretty solid all night. You know, our pit stop herd got blocked in here. We had a good pit stop. It got blocked in. Looks like it goes green. We're going to have a good shot at getting up to the top five. Anyway. 
How much longer can when would you when would we expect the last pit stop? Well, it looks like we're gonna sit around 320. That's the thought from Andy Petrie, the team owner and crew chief on the Skull Chevrolet. He just swung around Bobby Labonte and picked up another slot up to the sixth position. The car was just a touch tight earlier on. They made a slight chassis adjustment, and as Andy said, when they pitted the last time, they were behind Kenny Wallace and had to swing hard around. Kenny couldn't get out in time, and that cost him a number of positions. And again, Schrader now up to the sixth position on the racetrack as the fourth spot changes hands. Kevin LePage goes after Rusty Wallace and gets that position away. So LePage picking up a spot. And now Rusty may face a challenge from Ken Schrader in the next couple of laps. Let's check back on Pit Road. Rusty Wallace's car is still loose, Alan, uh, right in the middle of the turn. He's tried to change his line around the racetrack and try to run a little bit higher get up on what we, the old dirt tracks so that we used to call it a cushion to try to get up just a little bit higher so the car would turn a little bit better. Bobby Hamilton's making a good run toward the front. Let's talk to Charlie Presley and ask him about his car right now. Charlie, car's going real good right now. What's Bobby saying about the car? He's not saying a whole lot right now. He's been happy with it all night. Made no adjustments on air pressure or anything all night. He's uh, doing a superb job. He set it up good for the long run. How about that last pit stop? Well, we got blocked in a little bit. Their car in front of us. It's just, uh, we didn't get the car stays just right. Well, that's Charlie Preston, crew chief for Bobby Hamilton. He got a little bit behind on that last pit stop because of his blocked in, but he's made up a lot of ground since the last green flag run. Running in third position now, 4.8 seconds behind the uh, leader. Heard a moment ago discussion. Uh, Jim Phillips was talking about Rusty Wallace and a little dirt track analogy. Let's elaborate on that a little more. This racetrack had a sealer applied to it before the June race here. And as that sealer has worn off, what you get are two different sections of racetrack. One where the sealer is worn off and one where the sealer still is, which generally tends to be the higher line or the sealer is still more present than it is right at the bottom of the speedway. And Jeff Gordon says that uh, as that sealer continues to wear throughout the race, the track conditions change and change and change, just like if you're out there on a dirt track. That sealer, you sort of wear it away down low, and the groove starts to move up as the race goes on, and uh, you start to you know, feel the car really sliding around on the bottom groove. Uh, so you got to start finding another groove that works for you. Uh, whatever you can do to, to make the tires last as long as they can and it seems like uh, you'll see a lot of guys sort of go in low and carry the car up to the top and sort of get to the edge of that sealer where it's still it's between being worn down and, and being fresh and it seems to there seems to really be some grip up there that you can find late in the race so uh, you know this is kind of like an old dirt track where you know maybe one groove's fast early in the race and then you got to start searching for your groove late in the race Right now, a lot of drivers are searching higher and higher and higher on the speedway, both ends of the racetrack, as they look for that place that their car is going to want to work a little bit better. Now, some of the cars working a little bit better higher, but I've been very impressed all evening at how well they've been able to race door to door in both ends of the speedway. We've seen some good racing. Steve Park has just made a pit stop and will go back onto the speedway. We should see most of the front runners coming in. I believe, what did they say about lap 325 or so? And we're at lap 283 now, so get just a little bit of time before we begin to see some of the pit stops. Change for position, uh, seventh and sixth spots. Bobby Labonte around Rusty Wallace. So kick Rusty back to seventh. In fact, let's reset the field for you now as we close in on the uh, 300th lap. 
It's Jeff Burton leading Jeff Gordon by 1.4 seconds with Bobby Hamilton 5.4 seconds back in third. Kevin LePage is not all that far behind Hamilton in fourth. Ken Schrader is fifth. Bobby Labonte sixth. Rusty Wallace seventh. Good run for Kenny Irwin in eighth. Ninth is Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett is 10th. John Andretti's 11th. Mike Skinner 12th. Jeff Bodine is 13th. Jimmy Spencer is 14th, Ernie Irvin 15th, and Kenny Wallace is the final car on the lead lap in 16th spot. Terry Labonte's a lap down in 17th, Jeff Green in 18th, Steve Grissom 19th, Chad Little 20th, Darrell Waltrip 21st, and Jerry Nadeau 22nd. Two laps down, Jeremy Mayfield in 23rd, Michael Waltrip in 24th, Derek Cope in 25th, Sterling Marlin in 26th, and Ted Musgrave in 27th. Three laps down, Dennis Setzer in 28th, Brett Bodine in 29th, Ward Burton in 30th, Wally Dallin back in 31st, and Todd Bodine's car with Dick Trickle now driving in 32nd spot. Running five laps down in 33rd is Dave Marcus, Steve Park in 34th, Rick Mast and Ricky Rudd been in the garage earlier in the event. They're now running 35th and 36th, the number of laps down. Kyle Petty, Bill Elliott, Johnny Benson, Dick Trickle, and Robert Presley out of the race. Joni Macek and Dale Earnhardt back on the speedway, both spending many laps behind the wall after being involved in a crash back at lap number 34. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Rusty Wallace has been wrestling with his race car for the last several laps around. He brings it to pit road. Let's cover that stop. Well, they were going back so fast, Marty, they had to make a decision to come in early. This is not when they wanted to come in. They wanted to run at least to 300, but they couldn't do it. Rusty Wallace is losing too many positions. His car was too loose. He tried to go up high on the racetrack. He couldn't get any forward by it off the racetrack. Got it away, a 20-second stop for Rusty Wallace's team. And the lead may change hands off turn two. Here they come down the back straight away. Gordon has caught Jeff Burton right up on the bumper, looking for the way to squeeze by on the inside. Sneaked up on him about three or four laps ago and just sit there kind of looking outside and inside, try to make a move. He does again coming off turn number four. Jeff Burton will not let him get around, so for the moment he just trails him back into turn number one. 291 laps are on the board. Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon continue to race side by side for the lead. Gordon has been underneath Burton a couple of times. They've made some contact a couple of times. Still, Burton hangs tough on the outside. Burton has really had to hang that car out and make it as wide as he could a couple of times because Jeff has tried him on the outside. He's been able to get up there. He's tried him on the inside and been able to get alongside. This time, he just has to trail him off turn number four. Joe, that's some hard-nosed racing between these two right now. They work their way back into turns three and four. They're about to catch a whole bunch of traffic directly ahead. There's about four to six cars out in front of those two. Burton again holds him off as they get their way back into turn number one. And Jeff Gordon right now really turning up the wick on Jeff Burton, making him use up that race car a little bit, while Gordon just seems to be having fun. He is all over the back deck of Jeff Burton, continuing to wrap on the back bumper while Kevin LePage's great run may have just come to an end. LePage is slow down the inside of the track of the back straightaway, dropping off from the fourth position. Could be a problem there. While the leaders continue to run for that top spot, in-lap traffic now off two. Heavy traffic just ahead, four cars, some of those racing side by side. Here comes Burton showing the way by a car length over Jeff Gordon. They start picking their way through the traffic now. They're going to have to thread their way through that traffic, either that or just kind of ride where they are until that next round of pit stops, which would be coming up probably in the next 20 to 25 laps. They go back into turn number one as Kevin LePage has brought his car to pit road. Marty Snyder. 
Well, they thought it might have been a right rear tire going down. They're looking under the underneath the rear end of the car right now for Kevin LePage, losing valuable time here. We're actually just trying to get a word from James Vince that we're going to make an adjustment on this pit stop, the first adjustment of the night, but Kevin LePage still sitting on pit road, losing tons of time, something wrong with the right rear of Kevin LePage's car. Could be an axle problem there from uh, looks like some of the diagnostic work they're trying to do out on pit road. Find out shortly with a follow-up. Rusty Wallace after the green flag stop trying to get one of a couple of laps back on the leaders. He's up underneath Jeff Burton coming off turn number four. Got fresh rubber on that car sticking real well. Gets down underneath him, works his way back into turn number one, and Rusty is flying after he made that pit stop just a moment ago. They go over to turn two. Rusty, too, has that lap traffic to deal with, though. Three cars sitting directly ahead. He'll choose the inside lane to flash by. He'll pick off a spot from Kenny Wallace, pull underneath Jerry Nadeau, while again, Jeff Gordon goes after Jeff Burton. Dives down low off of turn number four. Burton high, Gordon low, Burton by a foot at the stripe. Lap cars ahead of them now, door to door, off of the turn one, 304, Complete. Lapped cars, whichever way they go, that will decide this situation. Off the corner, Gordon's planted out of the inside lane, got the momentum of off the corner, the nose out in front of Burton, and the traffic is in front of Burton. They're going to have to split that traffic if they keep this door-to-door -door battle coming off the corner. Down to the inside goes Gordon. Jeff Burton goes right out against the wall as they work their way back into turn number one as Kevin LePage has made the turn into the garage area. Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, door-to-door -door off turn two. Sterling Marlin just ahead. Kenny Wallace to the outside as well. The front two side-by-side. Side. Gordon finally gets his way around and takes the lead. So Gordon out in front now with Burton right behind him all over his back bumper. It's a good distance back to Bobby Hamilton in third, 4.2 seconds. Then behind Hamilton, another second and a half is Ken Schrader, the fourth-place driver. And Schrader has almost two and a half seconds on Bobby Labonte, who runs in fifth. Kenny Irwin is sixth, Mark Martin seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth, John Andretti is up to ninth, and Jeff Bodine rounds out the top ten at the moment. Let's get an update on the Kevin LePage problem that's put him back in the garage. The Prime Star team works feverishly on the rear end of the car. Kevin, what's wrong? I tell you, Earl, I really hate it. We had this Prime Star Taurus running real good tonight. Really think we had a chance of winning this thing. Uh, I don't know, something in the rear end broke or a transmission. The guys did a great job to get us a great car. It's just too bad we didn't weren't there at the end to show it. Well, they're gonna put a new rear end gear in this car. They will get back out, but it looked like Kevin LePage would get his first career top five, but that won't be the case tonight. Jeff Gordon has tussled the lead away from, from Jeff Burton just a moment ago. Now Burton's gonna try and work on him again as they all go over to turn three. Gordon picked his way through traffic a little better than Burton is doing at this stage of the race. He's got a lap car between the two of them now. And we are closing in on the point that we'll begin to see some of the leaders drop in for green flag stops. 3.09 complete now as Gordon and Burton head back for turn number one. Let's drop back into the pack a little bit. Give a tip of the cap to Kenny Irwin. Having a solid run tonight. He's in the sixth position right now. After starting back in 36th place, he's got plenty of company around him. Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett right behind him. And they've been battling with him for some time. As a matter of fact, about 15 laps ago, Mark Martin was alongside Kenny Irwin. Irwin got by, drove away, but now he's buried in traffic. Here comes Martin and Jarrett again, chasing him down. He's got a little breathing room this time as they come off the corner. Wasn't it a year ago when uh, Kenny had such a great run up here, ran the truck, I think, and then uh, ended up getting in the cup car here. Ran the David Blair machine, kind of his warm-up to get into this Texaco Haviland Ford this year, and uh, started the race from the outside of the front row and uh, had a great run, finished in the eighth position, then back in the June race here, finished ninth. So two tries at Richmond and a Winston Cup car for Kenny Irwin. 
and two top 10 finishes for him. And if he's able to get a third tonight after starting that deep in the field, the 36 spot really will be a credit to him. Yeah, I remember I remember talking to him last year, how comfortable he was running Richmond. Even I don't remember what racetrack he compared it to, but he said, you know, I've run a lot of tracks that feel a lot like Richmond. I'm very comfortable on the speedway. Did have a good run. Let's go to pit road. Kenny talks about Richmond because he likes it a lot because it feels like his old dirt track days when he was driving a sprint car. They are very good, and you guys mentioned that Mark Martin got close to him, but Kenny pulled away. They're better on the longer runs. They're a little loose in right now, but Kenny Irwin, these guys really think they can finish in the top five today. Mike Skinner's on pit road. Derek Cope is on pit road. I believe Kenny Wallace is on pit road, and this should be their final stops, assuming this race would remain green. Jeremy Mayfield will make his final stop also at lap 313. The leader, Jeff Gordon, along with Bobby Hamilton and others, have been on pit road for their final stops. Lap 319 is when Gordon came in. We go to pit lane brought to you by the McDonald's drive-thru. For an update, Jim Phillips. And the Rainbow Warriors get it done. They do their work. Four tires, 76 fuel, 17.5 seconds. It was no contest between the Kodak team of Bobby Hamilton, who came out behind Gordon about three seconds. Jimmy Spencer should be the leader waiting on him to make his appearance on pit road here, which would be a scheduled pit stop very shortly. We had some more stops in front of Winston Kelly. Yeah, Kenny Schrader was in 19.47 seconds. A good stop for the Skull Crew. Four tires and 76 racing gasoline. Marty Snyder at up to that pit stop. Chad Musgrave is in right now. Kenny Irwin came in a little while ago. They had their worst stop of the night, and it was 17.9 seconds. These guys on the Texaco team have been making great stops. They made an air pressure adjustment to try to tighten up Kenny Irwin getting into the corners. Now, after the cycle of stops, Jeff Gordon is just in front of Jeff Burton on the racetrack. Again, Jimmy Spencer is the leader. He's not made his pit stop yet. Then it's Gordon and Burton second and third with Rusty Wallace running in fourth and Bobby Hamilton fifth. Ken Schrader is sixth. And until Spencer stops, he's the last car on the same lap with the race leader. So Spencer across the stripe continues to hold on to the number one position in the Team Winston car. This Spencer's backup machine after a crash in the final moments of happy hour having a good run with it uh, right now this evening. Yeah, Jimmy uh, had more than his share of problems here today when the car got into the wall, just about literally wiped it out. They did go to the backup car. He's given that machine, the backup machine, a good ride as he crosses the line, works his way back into the corner. Boy, he'd love to see a caution right now. He absolutely would. Right now, here is a challenge for what will be the lead once Spencer pits. Jeff Burton under Jeff Gordon off turn four to the start finish line. Burton draws even with Gordon. He has the inside line going into one. Gordon tries to hang tough on the outside. Gordon Chevy side by side doing battle off turn number two. No lap traffic to come into play. Burton has the advantage this time coming down the back straight away. They race awfully close coming into turn three. They come door to door through both ends of the speedway. It's Burton this time by just about a car length as they get the line. They touch a little bit when they came off four, made a little contact there. And again, the factor that we talked about earlier, lap traffic directly ahead of a flock of about five or six cars. They're both going to have to work through over in turn three. Four now, they run single file halfway down the back straight away. Burton's built up about a two car length advantage over Jeff Gordon. Jimmy Spencer continues to hold the lead, not yet having come to pit road for what would be his final stop. We're at lap 327 now with 73 to go. 
We've had at this point 19 lead changes among 11 drivers, five caution flags in the race. Most of the first 100 laps were led by Rusty Wallace, who started on the pole. He led from lap one to lap 93. Then Jeff Burton took over in the center section of the race and dominated much of the next 100 laps. Then Jeff Gordon got up with him, and those two drivers put on a whale of a race for the lead back and forth between the two in the third 100 laps of this event from lap 200 to 300. Now, after the cycle of well, what should be the final stops, it is again Burton and Gordon, the top two, as we work now with uh, seven cars on the lead lap, though more will get back there once Jimmy Spencer does pit. Only five drivers out of the event. Robert Presley crashed at lap 33. Dick Trickle with a crash at lap 143. Bill Elliott and Johnny Benson lost engines at lap 190 and 194, respectively. Kyle Petty had the throttle stick on his machine, and he crashed at lap number 215. Dale Earnhardt, Joe Nemechek spent time behind the walls. Allen, we've got a problem with the back straightaway. Dale Earnhardt's car has come to rest just at the entrance of turn number three. It slowed coming off turn two and now has stopped just at the edge of the track. Caution is on the speedway. The yellow flag will come out on this race for the moment. Again, Dale Earnhardt's car has stalled in the back straightaway for an update again back to Joe Moore. Now he's refired it. Uh, he stopped there for a few moments. Caution comes out and now Earnhardt fires up his Chevy and drives away. So the uh, yellow flag will slow this race for its uh, sixth time in uh, the running of the event. And we were about to tell you that our mid-race update was brought to you by Chase Authentics, the authentic trackside apparel of NASCAR. Want to know what Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Bobby and Terry Labonte, Rusty Wallace and Dale Jarrett have in common? It's Chase Authentics Casual Wear, the trackside apparel that the drivers wear. Get in the chase at trackside department stores and NASCAR specialty stores. It'll be a big break for Jimmy Spencer. Here he comes down pit road now. Spencer the leader at lap number 331. And it also will set us up one of those situations where we're going to have a lot of guys on the tail end of the lead lap when we go back racing. And the two leaders are going to be well deep in the field. First, let's follow the uh, stop for Jimmy Spencer. He comes to the attention of the Travis Carter team now in front of Jim Phillips. Here comes Jimmy Spencer. This is also a break for Rusty Wallace who had to pit really early in that sequence that time, lap 289, and they were going to have a big advantage on the tires for Rusty Wallace. This is going to give him a chance to get new tires in his car. Then he'll have a, around 70 laps to chase down the leaders. Here comes Mark Martin back in. Bobby Labonte, he didn't like that set of tires on his car. He's back in the pits. So a big break for Spencer, a big break for Wallace here on this sequence. And Mark Martin and Bobby Labonte both are on pit road down in front of Jim Phillips getting service, and they'll go back onto the racetrack. This caution came out just a moment ago. We are now at lap 332. That's going to give us 68 to go. Let's see who else is coming onto pit road. I believe Dale Jarrett's coming off the banking up in turns three and four. He will come into the pits. Sterling Marlin is in. Ricky Rudd comes back in. Uh, here is Mike Skinner in. Steve Grissom comes back in. Uh, these stops being made here under caution. Let's go down to Marty Snyder. Terry Levani is in as well as Steve Park and a couple of other guys. A lot of guys are in front of Winston Kelly. Several of these drivers now just getting four tires in gasoline. Marty, these are guys who are at least a lap or more down. Among those, Ricky Rudd pulls away. Kenny Wallace had just called in and reported that he thought he had a tire going down or something. He wasn't sure exactly what it was. They held him out there until the caution came out. They saw that Dale Earnhardt's car had slowed. So Kenny Wallace on pit road, Mike Skinner, Steve Grissom, all getting four tires in gasoline. 
Let's talk about the uh, strategy ramifications of some of these pit stops here. For Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte, they were on the lead lap, so they're going to have much fresher tires than Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon, or maybe, if, what, uh, let's see when they stopped here, back at um, 316, so they're going to have a good uh, 15 laps fresher tires than the leaders. Dale Jarrett gave up a spot on the tail end of the lead lap to get fresher tires, so I guess he's figuring that he's going to need that fresher rubber than Gordon and Burton to be able to get away from them. Uh, you know, he'll pull up on the on the lap down cars. I guess he's figuring he's going to have to try and get away unless he had some sort of problem because now he's going to be a lap down and uh, kind of well back in the field. Well, everybody may be thinking that same thing. As strong as Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon have been all night, they're going to need some kind of an advantage. Let's go to pit road. Let's talk to Robin Pemberton. Big break there for you, Robin Pemberton. Well, uh, we're, we're okay tonight. Uh, we've cut down two right front tires, which we don't normally do here. And, uh, you know, we had an extra 30, 40 laps on our tires and everybody did, you know, so we decided we needed a pit, put some fresh stuff on, try to go the rest of the way and get the spots back. It's been a little bit loose these last few segments. Uh, what do you do to try to tighten him up there? Well, we tightened it up once during the night and it didn't seem to run any better. Matter of fact, it, it ran a little better on the loose side. So uh, that's the way it is right now. Well, that's Robin Pemberton. They're going to have fresher tires. Another guy that helped out in that sequence, a guy that did not pit, was Bobby Hamilton, who'd lost about three seconds on that uh, pit stop a while ago. So that gives him a chance to catch back up and see what he's got against Gordon and Burton. Well, a lot of things going to play out in the final 35, or actually the final 65 laps here at Richmond. Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, and Jimmy Spencer make up your top five. Back at Richmond International Raceway, we're just about cleaned up from the sixth caution of the race. In fact, field to get the signal one to go when they come to the start-finish line. Now, going to have one of those jumbled-up restart orders here. Let's set things for you. We have 11 cars on the lead lap, but three of them are on the tail end of the lead lap between Jeff Burton and the pace car. Burton leads, Jeff Gordon is second, Bobby Hamilton third, Ken Schrader fourth, and Jimmy Spencer fifth, with Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, and Bobby Labonte running sixth, seventh, and eighth. Kenny Irwin, John Andretti, and Jeff Bodine are on the tail end of the lead lap in front of Jeff Burton behind the pace car as we get ready for the restart. Ernie Irvin is the first car a lap down in 12th. Dale Jarrett is a lap down in 13th, followed by Mike Skinner and Kenny Wallace in 14th and 15th. And those two drivers also a lap down. But you're going to have kind of a big knot of traffic in front of Jeff Burton because you've got... John Andretti and Ernie Irvin going to occupy the inside and outside of the front row in front of Burton, and then Jeff Bodine on the outside in front of Jeff Burton, plus a couple of other cars in line. So basically Burton's going to be third on the outside row. What was you're that, saying was that is, somewhat clear? What you're saying is, man, this is going to be one mad scramble when they <laughs> drop the green for those guys to stay on the lead lap and everybody else to get gone. Green flag goes in the air as they haul it down to turn number one. Kenny Irwin, the first car to take it to the corner. He's one of those cars on the tail end of the lead lap. The leader, Jeff Burton, Jeff Gordon, and Bobby Hamilton really boxed in off turn two. Burton has five cars directly in front of him as he exits turn number two. And one car that means a lot behind him, that is Jeff Gordon, the second place man. The scramble on in turn three. Ooh, Jeff Green had a big wiggle up underneath Jeff Burton in the middle of three and four. Everybody gets away okay. Burton tries to follow Ernie Irvin around the outside of Green's car. Back to one. Once again, picking his way through the heavy traffic. Jeff Burton on the high side, right behind Ernie Irvin to the outside of Jeff Green. Gordon behind him. Then comes Bobby Hamilton, Ken Schrader, and Dale Jarrett, the outside lanes. And again, those three cars that are on the tail end of the lead lap uh, still able to stay ahead as they work their way back into the corner. Jeff Burton still boxed in. Jeff Gordon
Gordon, nowhere to go. He can't get down to the inside. There's cars there, neither can Burton. It's a real knot off turn two. Burton finally gets the outside lane to get by Ernie Irvin, but now he's got the car of Jeff Bodine that's sitting directly in front of him. So no way to make a move there. Meanwhile, Gordon finally clears the car of Jeff Green. Dale Jarrett is pinned well back in traffic, so giving up that spot for tires there may not be paying off for Dale. He's 13th, but he's mired behind a number of cars. He's about 14th or 15th in line. Here's a shot at the lead for Jeff Gordon. He looked underneath Jeff Burton. Burton pinched to the high side of the racetrack. Gordon dives down low, pinches it to the outside, and Jeff Gordon goes back out front. Gordon made a good move right to the bottom of the racetrack. Didn't have much room to do it, but he pulled it off. And now Jeff Gordon leads them back to turn number one. Jeff Burton is mired in behind a couple of cars as they get back down into turn number one. Been a big break there for Bobby Hamilton and Jimmy Spencer. They were able to stay up there simply because everybody was held up by the traffic up in front of the front two leaders. They're back in turn three. Spencer and Hamilton, the ones doing battle right now, and Spencer's going to win this particular race as they work off turn four. Things getting physical between some of the lap cars and the race leader. Ernie Irvin kind of bumped Jeff Bodine up in front of Jeff Burton. That's what had Burton forced to check up and let Jeff Gordon by. Now Gordon has been into the back of Ernie Irvin. Gordon following Ernie Irvin down the back straightaway. Burton still working on the car. Building in outside of Ted Musgrave. He'll clear him. Now getting by Jeff Bodine. Now trying to close in on Jeff Gordon. Gordon got it hooked up, though. He comes way out against the wall this time, proving that car will run as high as he needs it to unless he gets way up in the marble stuff as they go through the corner. Ernie Irvin giving him a fit right now out of turn two. Those two are side by side. Jeff Gordon trying to do away with Ernie Irvin here on the back straightaway. Irvin still up alongside him as they race into turn four. Back in traffic, cars bouncing off each other. Everybody's so close. Mark Martin sideways off the corner, nips the back of Dale Jarrett's car. Jarrett spins down into the trioval grass around once, twice, three times. No caution yet. The racetrack is clear. Nobody else has crashed. We stay under the green flag. And a change for the lead on the back straightaway. Jeff Burton picked his way by Jeff Gordon. He'll race back to the caution flag. Caution is now being displayed to the field as they come across the line, but Jeff Burton will bring them down and take the lead as, again, Dale Jarrett really took a long spinning ride here in the front straightaway, went around. I'll tell you, that was another big bullet right there because he was right up in the middle of the racetrack, and nobody really made that much of a solid contact, and he skidded all the way down to turn one. Looked like Mark Martin might have got bumped by somebody because Mark all of a sudden got pushed up the racetrack, and his right front connected with Jarrett's left rear sent Dale for a slide down off of the uh, trioval part of the racetrack, the curved front stretch, into the grass. He did three 360s and kept going. And now as the field comes to the opening of pit road, here comes leader Jeff Burton, second place Jeff Gordon, Bobby Hamilton, Mark Martin, Ken Schrader, all those drivers to pit. Staying on the racetrack will be Jimmy Spencer and Rusty Wallace. So Spencer will take over the race lead as Burton comes to pit road in front of Winston Kelly. And the crew working on the right side of the car. They're not going to make any adjustment. They had a little bit of a radio problem earlier, but uh, they can hear him just fine now. Just in front of him, Ken Schrader pulls the Skull Chevrolet in. Four tires, 76 racing gasoline for both of these drivers. Now Jeff Gordon's in front of Jim Phillips. And the Rainbow Warriors around the left side. They're changing left side tires right now. No gasoline. Bobby Hamilton's right behind him. Mark Martin has already been in. Got tires. Jeff Gordon is down. He's going to beat Bobby Hamilton out. 18.9 seconds. John Andretti's in. And he's going to get four tires, and he'll be back on the racetrack. Kenny Urban will bring his car to pit road. Now three of the front runners stayed on the racetrack. Jimmy Spencer stayed out there. So did Rusty Wallace, and so did Bobby Labadi, I don't believe he came into the pits either. So those three stay on the speedway. The other front runners made a pit stop.
Uh, Labonte having stopped under that last caution just a little bit ago as well as Spencer and Rusty Wallace. Mark Martin obviously involved in the contact with Dale Jarrett the reason why he came down the pit lane so caution flags jumbling up the running order here. Spencer goes out in front at lap number 349 as he Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte stay on the racetrack. Mark Martin will come out next in line. He'll be fourth followed by Jeff Burton in fifth. Jeff Gordon in sixth, Bobby Hamilton seventh, Ken Schrader eighth, John Andretti ninth, Kenny Irwin tenth, and it looks like um, Ernie Irvin is going to be on the tail end of the lead lap now, and he'll be in the 11th spot, the first car behind the pace car. Let's let's um, document that when the caution came out, what, Irwin and Andretti were in front of the leader at that point, so they came back around and, and were able to catch back up. And Dale Jarrett comes back on the pit road. Let's get an update there from Jim Phillips. And it was routine for Jarrett. Of course, he spun, Barney. He probably flat spotted his tires, but he did come in the pits and get some tires. Let's talk to Ray Everham just a minute. Ray chose to come in the pits this time. Why? Well, we just figured with the laps left, and there's some guys behind us that had four tires on and just weren't sure, so we decided to come on in and take four. How's your car right now? Well, it it's not bad on long runs, but this is going to come down to short runs, so we needed to get it in here, get some tires on it, and try and get it freed up. That's uh, Ray Everham, crew chief for Jeff Gordon. They had to make a decision. They made a decision, come in and get four new tires. I tell you, almost every time we come to Richmond, we, we have a situation like this. Right now, toward the end of the race, sometime in the final 50, 40, or 30 laps, there'll be a caution or there'll be a situation that'll change the whole complexion. Somebody will pit, somebody won't pit. We see these kind of strategy plays made regularly here at Richmond, and it is happening again here tonight. Be one more lap uh, before we go green when they get back to the start-finish line. Let's take a minute follow-up on a news story that has played out here this weekend at Richmond. NASCAR announcing yesterday that they had completed the tests on the tires on the Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin cars that they impounded after the New Hampshire race and sent off to an independent lab to have analyzed. Mike Helton, NASCAR's vice president of competition, says the findings are that the tires were perfectly legal. There had been no altering to them. We uh, have exhausted all the tests that we know and it, which included an independent lab test of the chemistry of the tires and they have found nothing different from the uh, the six and the 24 cars uh, as compared against a a new tire that came out of the Goodyear inventory that we took and, and uh, uh, held in custody uh, along with analysis of the chemicals or some of the chemicals that could have been questionable as to whether or not they've been added all of that went to an independent lab it was examined and they determined that none, no outside chemical was applied to any of the tires that we sent up there, and they all matched the tires that came off of the Goodyear truck. So tire gate, as it's come to be called by some of the reporters, is over. And it was made perfectly clear by the Goodyear engineers that there is no such thing as something you could put on a tire that would not be detectable. If they used it, it would be detected. We're ready to go back to green and maybe settle it here at Richmond and at lap 351. They make that 352. They take off for turn number one. Jimmy Spencer leads him down to the corner. Oh, boy, it's going to get kind of ticklish over there off turn two. Spencer has to pick his way through traffic now to the outside of Sterling Marlin. He goes. Now he's blocked in behind Ernie Irvin's car. Right up on Irvin's rear deck, making contact here in turn three. Ernie Irvin is on the tail end of the lead lap and is going to fight hard to stay in front of Jimmy Spencer. It's Spencer and Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte and Mark Martin, then Jeff Burton, the top five in heavy traffic. Spencer and Rusty Wallace nose to tail in the outside lane, both trying to get their way by Ernie Irvin. Down the back straightaway. Here's Spencer peeking down on the inside for the chance to move, but he can't do it. He's still boxed in. Ernie Irvin's not going to give him any ground. He is still on the tail end of the lead lap, still would have a chance to win this race if he'd get another caution and get himself 
left back around there. Spencer now gets himself boxed in three deep down in turn number one. Just expect somebody to turn around and get into the wall every time they go through there. They're heading for three. Mike Skinner in this mix as well. He's trying to get back a lap. He lost earlier. Now he's racing alongside Spencer. So Spencer blocked to the outside of Skinner and behind Ernie Irvin. Skinner running in 12th spot. If he can stay in front of Spencer or alongside of him, he'll be on the tail end of the lead lap. Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte, double wide. Jeff Burton there now, all in a big bunch. Bumping bumpers coming up off the corner. The car's getting together just slightly. Now straightening out on the back straight away. Spencer picking his way to the outside of Skinner. Rusty Wallace and Jeff Burton just behind. 44 laps to go here at Richmond. Getting kind of hot at the front of the field. Jimmy Spencer continues to hold off everyone. He's having to race the cars that are trying to stay up there on the lead lap in addition to Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte who rides second and third. They're heading down the back stretch. Here comes Mike Skinner now peeling down to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. He's trying to get up alongside Ernie Irvin in race there. That opens the inside lane for Jeff Burton. Burton went three wide last time off four around Bobby Labonte and Rusty Wallace for second. Now he goes after Jimmy Spencer for the lead. Spencer moves down to block, gets up alongside Ernie Irvin in one. Spencer to the inside of Ernie Irvin. Now Jeff Burton has nowhere to go unless he thinks about making it three wide. He does all the way to the bottom of the racetrack. Now Rusty Wallace taps Jeff Burton, sends him spinning sideways. What a great recovery by Jeff Burton. Burton keeps it in a straight line, will go on around the racetrack, but he's going to lose a little ground as they get back into turn number one. I'll tell you what, if they don't all end up in the wall the way they're racing, it's going to be a miracle. Burton's car really almost got away from him down in turn one. Let's see if he's okay going into three. He had his hands full again. Seems to be okay. Just ahead of Rusty Wallace, just behind Jimmy Spencer, as Spencer continues working on Ernie Irvin. Got it in a straight line. Doesn't seem to be having that much problem with it as they go back to turn number one. As the racing gets furious here at Richmond and the closing laps, 41 to go. Spencer again takes him off turn two. Spencer dives down to the inside of Ernie Irvin to try to get by. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon completes the pass of Rusty Wallace. He'll move up now to the third position. Jeff Burton is running all over the back bumper of Jimmy Spencer, the race leader. Spencer still trying to put Ernie Irvin a lap down. Nose to tail now, first and second. Jeff Gordon now right in the mix. Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte, and more. Burton climbs the banking to go after Jimmy Spencer. Spencer has the inside lane. Again, Ernie Irvin, the spoiler in the mix here. They're side by side for the lead behind the car of Ernie Irvin. Jimmy Spencer is not about to give up that inside groove a couple of times. Jeff Burton had a notch on him. Now they're going to double team him down in turn number one to the bottom of the racetrack goes Jeff Gordon to the outside goes Jeff Burton how's it going to play out they're off turn two Burton goes to the lead falls in behind Ernie Irvin now drops down to the inside group to take the top spot Jeff Gordon goes after Jimmy Spencer that's the race for second some of the best racing of the season unfolding here tonight in Richmond Burton by into the top spot 38 laps to go. Jeff Gordon will try to follow him around Jimmy Spencer. He does. Spencer trying to defend third from Bobby Labonte and Rusty Wallace. Jeff Burton finally clears Ernie Irvin. Gets around that car. Now Irvin set in between Burton and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte loops around in the back straightaway. Hits the outside retaining wall. Now rolls back down the banking. Jeremy Mayfield hits the brakes. Steve Grissom gets on the brakes. Everybody miraculously gets by. Caution is on the speedway. The yellow flag is displayed as Bobby Labonte he has slammed the rear end of that car into the wall in front of Joe Moore, and he has shortened it by three or four feet. Back to Joe Moore in he, turn three. He turned the car sideways, uh, Barney, coming down the back straightaway before they set up for the entrance of turn number three. He got a little tap, and it looked like it might have come from Rusty Wallace. The car turned sideways. He tried to recover, but he was at high speed and backed the car up into the outside wall here in turn three. 
Hard crash for Bobby Labonte. Brings out the yellow flag for the eighth time in the XI NASCAR Batteries 400. Back at Richmond International Raceway, cleanup continuing after a hard crash involving Bobby Labonte. His car into the wall in turn number three after some apparent contact on the back straightaway with a couple of other machines. Marty Snyder is down in the vicinity. The Interstate Battery Team's hauler will try and get a word from Bobby as soon as it is possible. Right now, 34 to go. Field going to get the signal in one more lap. We'll go back green flag racing. I believe no they're not going to give it this time they've dumped a lot of oil dry down the front stretch here so they're going to take a couple of more laps and run through it 10 cars on the lead lap as we close in on the checkers want to flip a coin as to who's going to win this one not on your life <laughs> this has been tell you this has been some of the best racing we've seen all season really they've really been going has. at it hot and heavy all night long with the exception of well even when jeff burton had that big lead at one point in the race for third fourth and fifth Fans here tonight have really gotten their nickels worth out of this one. Yeah, they've got their money's worth in this one and may well yet get double their money's worth in the final 33 laps here at Richmond. Jeff Burton currently leads. Jeff Gordon is second. Kenny Schrader is third. Jimmy Spencer is fourth. John Andretti's had a heck of an afternoon. He currently sits in fifth. Why don't we get a quick report from the garage? Bobby Labonte surveys the damage of the interstate batteries Pontiac. And uh, what happened, Bobby? Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody was <laughs> trying to get a little faster than I was, but, uh, you know, we had a good run tonight, and uh, thank all the guys. They had a good, great race car and a uh, Saturday night race, man. Bobby, uh, obviously very philosophical about the uh, accident that happened. Very heavy damage, and they're uh, loading this thing up on the hauler. He doesn't point fingers a lot. You know what? No. Bobby did. Uh, you know, he's he's been in his share of scraps over the years. Uh, I'm sure he's been on the... You know, both ends. The end of the, of being the one that made the mistake as well, and knows that it um, it obviously wasn't anything intentional. It's hard to wreck on a straightaway, and you know, but it, it wasn't anything intentional, and certainly, um, you know, that's the way it goes. They had bad bad luck tonight. They'll have to try again next time. So Jeff Burton going to try and win this one. Jeff Gordon has served notice that he's as good as there is out there because he's taken the lead on several occasions. Ken Schrader, don't count him out. Kenny has been looking for his win. Been a long time since he's been to victory lane. I doubt if there's anybody out there any more hungry or has an appetite to win, I would say, more than he does. Jimmy Spencer, you, know, you always take the leash off Spencer in the final <laughs> laps and tie a knot in your underwear and hang on, so to speak, I guess. And uh, John Andretti, very much a factor up in the top five. Rest of the lead lap cars, Kenny Irwin, Rusty Wallace, Mark Martin, Bobby Hamilton, and Mike Skinner, who got back on the lead lap by being in front of Jeff Burton when that caution came out. One lap before the restart to Pit Road. Let's talk to Donnie Wingo. Donnie, Jimmy Spencer's fighting for every inch he could get tonight. Yeah, you know, we tore ourselves in a hole. We crashed that car right there into practice. This is kind of old faithful. This one we pulled off the truck at uh, New Hampshire, and it's a pretty good car. So we've had a pretty good night so far if we just stay up there. Well, he's trying, I'll tell you that. You have to give him an E for effort tonight. That's a Donnie Wingo crew chief for Jimmy Spencer. That'll be real interesting, these final laps. There'll be 30 to go when they put them under green here in just a moment. They're about a half a lap away from a restart. And Joe Moore, you better get a good, uh, well, I think they've waved Just off waved the restart, off the restart right Barney. A little bit too much oil dry out there to uh, send them racing right now. They want to run through it a couple of more laps. We'll take a quick minute to remind you that the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series returns to action next Saturday at the Louisville Motor Speedway in Kentucky. The 125-lap event gets the green flag at 8.30 Eastern time. Robert Huffman of Claremont, North Carolina, continues to lead the series driver's championship standings. David Hutto, Ricky Bryant, Jake Hobgood, and B.J. Mackey round out the top five. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series presented by Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Got a feeling some of these guys are going to need some of that before the, the evening is over.
Well, as they try to double up for the restart, they're about four wide on the racetrack right now. We've got one of those situations where we've got guys one lap down who want to get in front of some of the guys two laps down and guys on the tail end of the lead lap and that kind of thing. So I'm not quite sure we're even going to get this one uh, restarted at this point. But for the moment, they are trying to sort it out on the back straightaway, and it is Jeff Burton who will be the man out in front. In fact, I think for the first time in the last couple of restarts, he is going to be without any cars on the tail end of the lead lap in front of him. Uh, there will be Darrell Waltrip down to his inside. Waltrip's the first car, two laps down. Darrell with Steve Grissom behind him, then Jeff Bodine and Dale Jarrett, who are one lap down. They will be next in line, and one of the cars who was on the lead lap has just had to come to pit road. Allen, there's a problem for Kenny Irwin as he came down the back straightaway. There was a lot of smoke pouring out of the right side of his car. And yes, he has made his way down the pit road after running in the sixth spot. Let's go to the pits. Well, they have a problem with the uh, right front fender where he'd gotten this earlier contact. It is rubbed on the right front tire. Literally, in just a few laps since he pitted a little while ago, it's rubbed the tire raw in one spot all the way around. So Kenny Irwin, Kenny Irwin had a tire rub the right front fender that's why he had to come back in the pits he didn't have much choice on that one certainly didn't want to get a hole rubbed in that tire and end up in the wall in the final stages 29 laps to go there'll be 28 if they put them under green this time <laughs> by we'll wait and see field is forming up for the restart uh, lights are out atop the pace car and we should be getting the green when they come to the stripe this time so 28 to go in the race Kenny Irwin stays on the lead lap back in 10th position as we're set to go Jeff Burton on the gas and up through the gears as they come off the corner to the stripe we're racing now Burton with about three car lengths he's opened up on Jeff Gordon and a couple of lap machines now between them he'll now get Darrell Walter to settle in between himself and Jeff Gordon also Steve Grissom up there among the front uh, players in the field here Grissom falls back a bit so Gordon will clear that car here's Ken Schrader now going to the high side of the track in turn three and I got a feeling some of these lap cars now are going to give the leaders some running room some racing room to kind of settle this one here Burton takes them back to turn number one Jeff Gordon pedaling hard trying to get up there he's trying to work his way around the lap car of Darrell Waltrip now off turn two Burton. to chase the leader. Burton's already got a five car length lead over Jeff Gordon. Gordon now just clearing Darrell Waltrip's car. So we'll see what he can do with some clear racetrack in front of him. Ken Schrader gets around the Darrell Waltrip machine as well off of turn number four. Here come Jimmy Spencer and John Andretti up to the outside of Steve Grissom as they try and stay in contact with the front runners. 26 to go. All the lead cars having to take the high line to clear themselves of some of the lap traffic. Gordon now getting by. Also Ken Schrader making his way by. Here's Jimmy Spencer to the outside of Steve Grissom. He'll get by along with John Andretti and Rusty Wallace. And Rusty who made that pit stop a moment ago. A couple of adjustments on the cars. Got a strong race car right now but he's like like everybody else he's got traffic inside outside no place to go just trying to sort it out so he can get up there and be a player the leaders in the backstretch racing for fourth now John Andretti on the move in the SDP Pontiac he dives underneath the Winston Ford of Jimmy Spencer Rusty Wallace making that a three-way battle in turn three Spencer with the nose out in front off of the corner oh Dale Jarrett around in the middle of turn four slides down to the bottom of the racetrack so far a harmless spin he comes up the racetrack Terry Labonte just misses taking the back end off of Jarrett's Ford for the moment, no caution flag. Jarrett fires it up, rolls away, 
we remain under the green flag. Well, I'll tell you, Dale Jarrett's had more than his share of problems here tonight. He gets away, goes back into turn number one, and comes up to racing speed in a hurry. This race will stay under green. They're still chasing Jeff Burton. Jeff Gordon is second. Kenny Schrader's third. John Andretti is fourth. Let's follow them down the back straightaway. Change now for the fifth position as Rusty Wallace completes the pass. Coming off turn number two, he gets by Jimmy Spencer. And now Mark Martin is all over Jimmy Spencer in turn four. And Bobby Hamilton and Mike Skinner are right behind Spencer as those drivers all race for positions. Martin clears Spencer. Now has to slice up in front of him to the high side of the racetrack to try and get around the slower car of Darrell Waltrip. Mark Martin goes high in turn number two, tries to complete the pass up off the corner. He will clear the Darrell Waltrip car. And Martin falls in on the tire tracks of Rusty Wallace in return three. But the laps are winding down. There'll be 21 to go for leader Jeff Burton. And Jeff Gordon now is a little better than a second behind as they work their way back to turn number one. Ken Schrader even further back there off turn two. Single file coming up off the corner. A lot of distance between Burton and Jeff Gordon. About five car lengths from Gordon back to Ken Schrader. Further back in the Packers, Rusty Wallace going after Mark Martin. He makes the move to the inside of turn three. Actually, that's Martin just finishing the pass on Rusty Wallace to put Mark up to the fifth position. Rusty back to sixth. Now Bobby Hamilton takes seventh from Jimmy Spencer. Mike Skinner is all over Spencer's back deck in one. Skinner dives to the inside to complete the pass. Coming up off turn number two as Spencer gives him plenty of racing room. They'll go side by side, headed down this back straightaway. Advantage to Mike Skinner in turn three. Jimmy Spencer in that backup car is giving it a good ride, but in the final laps here, the car just not making the turn, staying at the bottom of the racetrack, and it's cost him a lot of positions. There are now 19 laps to go for leader Jeff Burton. Jeff Gordon, does he have enough time to run him down? They're back in three. About 10 car length separates the front two, coming back into the corner now, all single file. Ken Schrader running another five or so car lengths back from Jeff Gordon in third with John Andretti and Mark Martin quickly closing on Schrader now as those drivers try to draw in. We hit lap 382. Andretti dives down to the inside of the racetrack, chasing Ken Schrader coming up off turn number two, and he's beginning to close in within two car lengths of Schrader's Chevrolet in turn three. Jeff Burton has had some good runs in recent weeks. He's had to settle for anything more than a victory a couple of times, though. He's I'm sure he's feeling like right now, hey, it's my time to win as good as that car has been in recent weeks. But you never count out Jeff Gordon, even though there are only 17 laps remaining. He's a little better than one and one-tenth of a second behind him. They go back to three. Continuing to tighten up for the third spot on back. Ken Schrader has that position. John Andretti with it a car leg now. Jeff Burton tries to put Dale Jarrett another lap down as Jarrett slower, having flat spotted those tires from the spin-off turn four a couple of minutes ago. The race for third still closing even tighter. Ken Schrader there with John Andretti closing on him. Here's Mark Martin going after Andretti. Martin tries to take the high line off turn number two. Not able to complete the pass, but he's there on the bumper of Andretti's Pontiac. Now they've worked on Mark's car all night long. have gotten a little bit better every time they went to pit road as he continues to work on John Andretti. He's still got plenty of time to get around John and also get around Kenny Schrader and pick up a couple of more 10 points or better in his chase to run down Jeff Gordon for the national championship. They go back to three. Race for the fourth position. Mark Martin is there, planted on the high side of the track alongside John Andretti. Martin draws up even now as they come off the corner. Andretti puts about a half a length in front, the shorter radius around the turn, but Martin again pulls even with him on the straightaway. This time, nose is out in front of him into one. Mark Martin has the high side of the racetrack and the advantage of this, uh, this time getting by John Andretti. He'll pick off the position. Now we'll see what he can do with third place Ken Schrader. 
Jeff Gordon has made up maybe a couple of car lengths on leader Jeff Burton. That's about all he's been able to do. Kenny Schrader right now looks in that rearview mirror. He sees Mark Martin charging in on him and about to take third place away as they all work their way off turn two. Mark Martin following the tire tracks of Schrader for now, working off turn two on the back straightaway. He begins to tighten up with a car length and a half of the rear deck of Schrader Chevrolet. It's the race for third, fourth, and fifth while Jeff Gordon has chopped another car length or so off Jeff Burton's advantage. But he is only got 12 laps to go in the race to see if he can catch him and pass him. They're in two. Here's Jeff Burton working up off the corner. He looks back, sees a fast closing. Jeff Gordon. Meanwhile, Ken Schrader looks back. He's riding in third. Mark Martin's all over him, coming back to turn three. Kenny Schrader's having to make that race car awfully wide. Gets a little bit high as he comes up through three and four. Mark takes a look, tries to get a fender underneath him. He's going to race him into turn number one. Stands on it, gets door to door with him. May take the spot away off turn two. Mark Martin's got it planted on the inside of the racetrack up alongside Ken Schrader. Schrader takes it way up to the outside retaining wall. They nearly touch here halfway down the back straightaway, but Schrader has the advantage in turn three. Schrader running high, Martin running low, racing for third position. Schrader right now holds him off while Jeff Gordon continues to close in on Jeff Burton. About five car lengths between the top two, ten laps to go. Burton approaches slower traffic. Jeff makes the move on Dick Trickle, driving the LJ Racing Chevrolet. Here's Gordon now, also making the move underneath Trickle. Meanwhile, for third, they're stacked up double wide. Door to door, they come through the corner. You want to watch that one. You also want to watch Jeff Gordon. He's chopped it down about five car lengths now. Kenny Schrader doing a whale of a job of holding off Mark Martin. They've been door to door, touched a couple of times. That's the way they go through one and two. This time Schrader on the high side of the racetrack up off the corner. Mark Martin is there. They bounce off one another coming off turn number two. Both keep going in the same direction, but they're still side by side. Schrader outside, Martin inside. Three car lengths between Burton and Gordon for the lead. Eight laps to go. A dead heat for third at the stripe while the front two get closer together in the final lap. Gordon closes in to within two car lengths of Jeff Burton coming down the back straightaway. There's no lap traffic in front of them. They can settle this among themselves for third. Mark Martin in front of Kenny Schrader and John Andretti trying to become a member of this game. They will all cross the start finish line and go back into one. Bobby Hamilton and Rusty Wallace trying to thrash out the sixth position back there as they work on it in the final laps. There are seven to go. Meanwhile, Jeff Gordon, two car lengths behind Jeff Burton for the lead in three. Gordon closing in even more within a couple of car lengths as Jeff Burton goes up the backing in turn three. Gordon draws now to within one car length off the corner to the stripe. Six laps to go. Catching him's one thing, passing him's another. Ready for a shootout to the finish of the race. They're in two. Burton about halfway up the racetrack now coming up off the corner. Jeff Gordon is close enough to strike, but does he have the power to make the move? For now, he's on the rear deck of Jeff Burton, charging back to turn three. Works him this time out of turn number four, takes a look to the inside. Jeff doing a lot of driving in that rear view mirror now to see if he's going to try to come around the outside or the inside. He's got to make that race car just as wide as he can. Five laps to go. Jeff Burton leads Jeff Gordon. Mark Martin still sitting back there in third. Schrader fourth and John Andretti fifth. Charges on in three. Gordon drops to the inside, tries to make the pass as Burton gives him plenty of racing room. Gordon up alongside Burton. Right front tire to Burton's left rear. Burton, though, runs harder off of turn four, manages to pull back in front of him. Nose to tail, back to one, four laps to go. Both taking the same line, going through turns one and two, but off turn number two, that's where Gordon flashes down to the inside. Halfway down the back straightaway, his bumper along the rear quarter panel of Jeff Burton.
Jeff Gordon just having an incredible year. He has run down Jeff Burton. Burton doing everything he can to keep him back there. He's made that car as wide as he could through both ends of the racetrack. Gordon's had a fender underneath him a couple of times. There are three laps to go. They get at it again in the backstretch. Gordon again follows the tire tracks of Burton halfway down the back straight away. He's there waiting for the opening. Burton running a little higher line in the corner. Again, there goes Gordon on the attack. Here goes Gordon cutting low off four. His best run yet. His tire up to Burton's door. Now he pulls even with him, door to door. Two laps to go, racing for the win. Burton has the advantage. He's on the high side of the racetrack, but Gordon gets the good run this time off dirt number two. He's got the advantage halfway down the back straight away. Now Burton slings back around and hangs on to the lead. These two have really hammered it out all season long. Here they come off turn number four, go down to the line, white flag. It is Burton by a half a car length as they work their way back to one. A big flock of traffic ahead. Don't think it's going to come into play. Can Gordon get him? Those details coming through the corner. Off turn number two, Burton high. Gordon peeks down low. Gordon makes contact with the rear quarter panel of Burton. Now he's got it planted on the inside of the track and four. Gordon tries to draw even. They lean on each other off the corner to the stripe. They come. Burton will win by a hood. Jeff Burton holds off a last lap charge by Jeff Gordon to score his second win of the NASCAR Winston Cup season. A thrilling finish to an exciting evening of racing here in Richmond, Virginia. Jeff Burton the winner, Jeff Gordon second, Mark Martin third, Ken Schrader fourth, and John Andretti fifth. Uh, Winston Kelly, I'm sure there are many missing fingernails down in the Exide team's pits, but they got the win tonight. Yes, they are. Frankie Stoddard. Frankie, I tell you what, congratulations. That's got to be one of your best wins yet. Hey, give it to the pit crew. Give it to the pit crew all night long. They took this car and brought it in first and sent it out first. We came in third. We went out We went out leading the race. Awesome job in the pits. I'm proud of Exide Batteries. Art Hawkins is here tonight. Fabulous job. Finally beat the 24. Frankie Stoddard tickled to death, understandably so, as Jeff Burton comes home victorious. I tell you what, that jump started him in a hurry. As Jeff Burton goes to victory lane, this should be an emotional one. It was a fun night of racing here in Richmond. It's not over yet. We'll go down and get thoughts of some of the top finishers in the XI 400 in a moment. Jeff Burton has won. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford F-Series. The best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. An exciting Exide NASCAR Batteries 400 is ended here in Richmond tonight. Jeff Gordon caught Jeff Burton with five laps to go, made a desperate charge to the bottom of the racetrack time and time again. Burton wins by the length of his hood. His second victory of the 98 season with Gordon the runner-up, Martin finishing third, Mark Martin. Ken Schrader will finish fourth tonight and John Andretti fifth. Victory lane shortly. First, let's hear from tonight's runner-up. Well, Alan, a sight that we don't see very often, Jeff Gordon at the gas pumps rather than in victory lane. But I tell you what, that was one whale of a show. You caught him but couldn't quite get around him. Describe those last three or four laps. Well, it's a classic Richmond race. You know, uh, I tell you what, Jeff Burton did a heck of a job. He's a great racer, and uh, my hat's off to him and his team. Uh, he was unbelievably fast on new tires. Again, you know, uh, he has been all year, but uh, I could catch him a little bit uh, on those long runs, and imagine that, he won with two tires. Uh, you know, uh, we couldn't beat him before. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, we'll have to check into that. But, uh, no, we, we had a little bit better car there at the end. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't get by him. You could get underneath him, but you just couldn't pass. And uh, that's the way Richmond is. You know, it's real tough. And uh, we, we banged wheels. We were, we were having a lot of fun out there. And my, my hat's off to Jeff Burton. Yours seemed just a little bit better on long runs. His a little bit better on shorter runs. Well, again, you know, he could really take off and, uh, and go real fast on new tires. And I just kind of kept my pace. And 
just tried to, uh, you know, uh, be as cautious as I could on the on the new tires and just try to make them last as long as I could. And my car really came on late, late on the runs. Uh, but again, you could catch somebody, but you couldn't pass them. Uh, that outside groove is just too fast. Jeff Gordon comes home second, gains a few more points on Mark Martin, who I believe is with Marty Snyder. Indeed, Mark Martin walking in the garage area. Boy, you had a great seat to watch that battle for the lead, but you had a battle of your own trying to finish third with Kenny Schrader. Talk about the final laps. Woo, that was a big race uh, with Schrader, but I tell you, the best race I've seen in a long time was my buddy Jeff Burton holding out there, man. He was, he was the man there at the end. I'm really proud of Jeff Burton and his team. I'm glad they won. Seemed like your car was a lot better late in the race. What was the problem early on? We got it going better. It was loose early, and uh, we just kept working on it. Mark Martin pedaling hard tonight to finish third. 15 top 10s in the last 16 races. That's a championship-like team. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. Well, it should be one wild deal going on down in Victory Lane. Let's find out. One of the wildest celebrations I've ever seen. <laughs> first, congratulations, Jeff Burton. But first, first, tell us about those last few laps with Jeff Gordon. He ran you down. Well, we knew the uh, we knew they were real fast, and uh, on a long run, we were real fast, short, just like last week. We were real fast on a short run. They were real fast on a long run, and uh, they were better than us. And uh, Jeff drove me real clean, and uh, you know. He'll get now he'll get asked a thousand times why did you wreck Jeff Burton at Richmond and uh, the reason you don't wreck each other is because you race each other hard and without wrecking each other like I did at Darlington last year and uh, that's what comes back to you so uh, real proud of the XI guys uh, they had awesome pit stops all night long and this is a big race for us this is the XI race to win the XI race and have awesome pit stops and uh, it's just just a great night for us. You had to make a decision on those last few laps which line was going to take you chose to take the outside line why. Well, I, first of all, I knew Jeff would drive me clean, or I felt for sure Jeff would drive me clean. Um, I felt as soon as I went to the bottom, he would jump on the outside of me pretty easy. Uh, all night long, it was hard to get by people, even lap cars that weren't fast. It was hard to get by them on the inside. So uh, I stuck to, I just stuck to my guns, and that's how Dale Jarrett beat me last year, and that's how I beat uh, Little Earnhardt in the in the uh, Bush race this spring. So uh, I'm gonna learn those lessons and then take, try to take advantage of them. Early in the race, you were really good, but a lap, about lap 350, it looked like you were dead in the water. What happened in that stage of the race? Well, again, we uh, just like last week, we were early in the race. We were good the whole, you know, for the long run, the short run, the whole deal. And then uh, there at the end, we, we just weren't as good on the long run again. So we got fortunate that we caught a caution. Uh, without a caution, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had a chance to win this race. But we caught a caution like we needed uh, to put ourselves in position. That gave me an awesome pit stop and. Uh, you know, it, it just things fell for us right tonight. We got to get a little better at getting this thing to drive. Stood out is they matched the Rainbow Warriors on the pit stops. They did an awesome job tonight. You know, this team has progressed so far from the early part of the year. Um, really, we struggled in the pits early in the year. Uh, they, man, they just buckled. They just kept their head down, never gave up. All the same guys doing it. We didn't give up on anybody, and uh, they just kept working and working and working. And over the last two months, um, we've had awesome pit stops, and we did it again tonight. So I'm really proud of the, the effort that those guys have put in. Not only the effort, but the improvement. And uh, before I forget it, I want to thank all the guys on the six car, too. The guys on the six car help us every single week. And this is, a, this is truly a multi-car team, and uh, we got some benefit from those guys. Virginia guy wins at Virginia. And the X-Side Batteries 400, congratulations to Jeff Burton. Tell you what, he's... Uh 
talking about what a good job the crew did, and they did. But that boy did a heck of a job in that race car, too. It was all in his hands over those final laps when Gordon started getting alongside of him, and he managed to keep it out front by a nose to win. Members of the media covering tonight's race have voted Bobby Labonte the Goodies Headache Award, $2,500 to Bobby, involved in a crash at lap 363 while racing for a spot in the top five and will finish well down in the running order. Back to Winston Kelly. Another driver who had a great run tonight who learned his nickel big time. He was a lap down two different times and got it back, came home for a fifth-place run. John Andretti, tell us about your run tonight. Well, I'm real proud of the whole STP team. Um, you know, we, we kept them um, getting behind there because uh, – the 23 kept staying out and lapping us, and um, we got down there early because we got a little bit of grill on the front back bumper. But, you know, all in all, it was a great night for us, and um, who knows, maybe if uh, that oil hadn't been in that bottom groove, we could have given a little bit stronger run there at the end. You had your hands full there at the end, able to hold off some of them, but not some others. Yeah, um, Mark got around me, but um, and Bobby Hamilton was coming, but, um, you know, there just wasn't enough time left, and I couldn't get anybody in front of me like I thought. I thought i just drive right on by him, but I, I wasn't able to do that. Right, with the bad luck that they had tonight, a grill section on the back part of their car, down a lap two different times, John Andretti comes home fifth. See if we can get a word from Kenny Schrader. Fourth for Kenny Schrader in June, fourth for Kenny Schrader today, and uh, not a bad run. Talk about that last couple laps with Mark, though. You said it was fun, but uh, you, thought he had, you thought you had a faster car, did you? Well, Mark was probably a little bit faster, but uh, we had the track position. I kind of let him, let him grind me up a little bit and get in the left side and uh, get around, but... You know, I was worried about getting turned around, so, you know, I probably gave third away. I shouldn't have, but uh, we'll take it. It was a good run for the Skull Chevrolet. We hung around top five all day, and uh, that's what we need to do. Your only reaction to finishing fourth was it's better. You're not happy with fourth, or you thought you could do better? <laughs> it's better. It's a good run. But, uh, you know, if you ain't standing over where there where Jeff Burton is, you, you didn't do good. <laughs> That's Kenny Schrader. He finishes fourth tonight. Ken equals his season best performance with another fourth place run tonight. Third time this uh, year he's come home with uh, a fourth place effort. Gatorade front runner award tonight. Jeff Burton led it halfway. He collects the $10,000 from the official sports drink of NASCAR. We will take a break here. Come back and give you the finishing order from tonight's Richmond race in a moment. Back at Richmond, where Victory Lane celebrations continue for the XI team. Jeff Burton having the pictures taken with the trophy and all the rest after winning what was a very exciting XI NASCAR Batteries 400. Let's take a look at the finishing order. It will be Jeff Burton the winner. Jeff Gordon finishes second. Mark Martin ran third. Ken Schrader was fourth. Fifth to John Andretti. Bobby Hamilton posted a good run in sixth position. Rusty Wallace seventh. Eighth to Mike Skinner. Jimmy Spencer came home ninth. Kenny Irwin make up the top ten. Kenny Wallace finished eleventh. Chad Little twelfth. Thirteenth to Jeff Bodine. Fourteenth to Ernie Irvin. Sterling Marlin was fifteenth. Dale Jarrett finished sixteenth. Steve Grissom was 17th. Darrell Walter finished 18th. 19th to Brett Bodine. 20th is Jeff Green. Terry Labonte finished 21st. 22nd to Jeremy Mayfield. 23rd will go to Jerry Nadeau. Derek Cope finishes 24th, and Ted Musgrave make up the top 25. Michael Waltrip will finish 26th tonight with Steve Park 27th, Ward Burton 28th, Dennis Setzer 29th, and Wally Dallin back 30th. Rick Mast was 31st. Todd Bodine's car, which was uh, finished by Dick Trickle, will finish in the 32nd spot. Dave Marcus gets 33rd, Ricky Rudd 34th, and Bobby Labonte 35th. Kevin LePage finishes 36th, Joni Macek 37th, Dale Earnhardt, 38th, Kyle Petty, 39th, and Bill Elliott, 40th, Johnny Benson, 41st, Dick Trickle, 42nd, and Robert Presley finished in the 43rd position. 24 lead changes among 11 different drivers. Jeff Burton leading 206 of the 400 laps tonight. He'll get the bonus points for the most leaders, uh, most laps led, rather, 
eight caution periods for 68 laps. And the time of the race was uh, three hours, 16 minutes and eight seconds, not a record for uh, 400 laps here at Richmond. Unofficial championship standings, it'll be Jeff Gordon leading Mark Martin by 204 points. A gain of five tonight with Dale Dra Jarrett dropping 308 behind into third. Rusty Wallace 475 back in fourth. And Jeff Burton moving up to the fifth position in the championship standings. Leaping up a couple of spots with his win. He's 654 behind the leader. These are the unofficial numbers. Official numbers released by NASCAR on Monday morning. Couple of other things before we go. First, the MRN Radio Pit Reporters need to select the winner of the first Union Pit Strategy Award. $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary. On behalf of the winner, Jim Phillips, what do you think? Uh, well, I, for, I forgot what was, who I was going to vote for. I'm going to vote for John Andretti's crew, Robbie Loomis, that crew that come back, laps down, and made them up, and uh, fifth place finish. I'm going to go with our crew. Winston Kelly? Well, that was a good, uh, good nomination, but I'm going to have to go with Frank Stoddard and the boys. Uh, they made some adjustments early that didn't work out. They went back to their original chassis setup. And it got him in victory lane. That's the name of the game. So the Exide crew gets my nod. Marty Snyder. I'll go with Mark Martin and his bunch. The car was not very good early. They made it good at the end, and it got him a third place. I'll go with Mark Martin. Uh, our executive producer, David Hyatt, tips the scales in the favor of the STP team. So uh, they will win the first Union Pitch Strategy Award tonight. $500 to the Winston Cup Racing Wives Auxiliary on their behalf. And if you need help with your personal financial strategy, visit your local first union office or call 800-413-7898. Well, it's time for Alan and I to select the winner of the Ray Bestis Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestis Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break tonight. Tell you who I had in mind was Jimmy Spencer. Uh, Spencer started, what, dead last on the field, had yeah. to move the tail end of the field. He got a good break a couple of times there when the caution came out when he was still out there and everybody else had pitted. Uh, I like Spencer, and he comes home with a pretty good ninth-place finish. You may have a better one. I had made uh, the note about uh, Spencer uh, getting a, a huge break when a caution came out when he was uh, in need of a pit stop, and that got him back in the sink of things. So we'll give the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award to Jimmy Spencer, $500 to Motor Racing Outreach in his name from Ray Bestest Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. Uh, final thoughts on this one, Barney. I think this is one of the most exciting races we've seen all year. Oh, best race uh, by far, one of the best races we have seen all season. We've seen some good ones on some of the bigger tracks, but short track racing, it, I tell you, you can't help but like short track racing. You can look right down on what's going on in that racetrack. The guys are comfortable at the speeds they're running here. We'll see a better one, I don't think, than we saw tonight. Had uh, great action throughout just about the entire 400 laps within the top 10 cars all throughout the night. And uh, in the end, had a finish that was side-by-side -side to the checkered flag with Jeff Burton holding off Jeff Gordon for the win. Tomorrow, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series is at Memphis Motorsports Park, a brand-new three-quarter mile oval there in that Tennessee city. The NASCAR Truck Network has the Memphis 200 at 12.45 Eastern time. Hope that you'll listen in on that one tomorrow afternoon. Next week, Motor Racing Network is at the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware, starting Friday with Bud Pole qualifying at 3.30 Eastern time. Special edition of NASCAR Live at 7 Eastern time Friday night. Next Saturday, the NASCAR Busch Series, MBNA 200 at 12.45 in the afternoon Eastern. And then next Sunday, the MBNA 400 from Dover, 11.45 a.m. Eastern time. Plus, throughout the week, NASCAR today in the latest racing news each weekday afternoon. Ned Jarrett's World of Racing weekday mornings. NASCAR Garage and some news from the Tech
technical side of the sport weekdays and a NASCAR Live Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, talk with the stars of the sport uh, on that program. That wraps it up from tonight in Richmond. Thanks, Sherry Smith, for her scoring and statistical help tonight. Our spotter was Charlie Cressman. Linda Cressman was our production assistant. Joe Moore called things from the back straightaway for us. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder provided our pit and garage coverage. For Barney Hall, I'm Alan Bestwick saying goodnight from Richmond, Virginia, where Jeff Burton has won the Exide NASCAR Batteries 400. MRN Radio, coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Richmond International Raceway. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes, the best in brakes and the official brakes of NASCAR. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Sears Die Hard, America's most trusted battery. Sponsoring the Die Hard Race Fan. By 76 Products, makers of NASCAR high-performance motor oil. For the wide-track Grand Prix by Pontiac, wider is better. By True Value, the official hardware store of NASCAR and garages everywhere. By First Union Corporation, find them on the internet at www.firstunion.com by First Brands, the makers of STP Complete Fuel System Cleaner, by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life's a sport, drink it up. By Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. When it comes to home improvement, Lowe's knows. By Brewery Fresh Budweiser, who reminds you, fresh beer tastes better. By Remington. Try Remington's 597 auto-loading 22 rifle. Highly accurate, ultra-reliable. By McDonald's. Check out the speed and accuracy of NASCAR's official drive through By Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Want to have first when you want to last by Moog Chassis Parts, the only chassis parts officially licensed by NASCAR, by Craftsman Tools, the tools that last forever, by Wix Filters for NASCAR and your car, the only filter officially licensed by NASCAR, and by Exxon Superflow Motor Oil, provides protection that's fast, protection that lasts. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt, National Sales Manager Bruce Mosley, Senior Producer Mark Williams, Chief Engineer Harry Howard, Broadcast Engineers Cameron Smith and Larry Sweeney, Traffic Manager Stephanie Ellis, Broadcast Coordinator Sandra Good, Affiliate Relations Cheryl Marzello and Peter DiGiorgio, Remote Operations David Brandt, Producer Steve Usina, Production Assistant Robin Vandegraaff. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.